This week in league, Todd Greenberg shows he finally adds the minerals by slapping his pet with a 20k fine. Jason Taylor suffers a mineral deficiency as Robbie tries to force him to eat D's minerals. Paul Gallen becomes the latest victim of shitty fucking parenting minerals. And we preview all of the action for the final round of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 204 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn, deliverer of real talk. Nemesis of bib and brace wearing crayon wielding fuckheads. Yeah, you don't even fucking know what he's got stored for in store for you either. <laughs> I, can, I can handle his worst, mate. Mate, I tell you, the internet is a fucking strange place the last four or five days. Yeah, very I'll strange. Very, very little, strange. Little cunts fucking coming at me. I don't know if they're jealous that I got fucking original Golden Gay Time ice cream in my freezer. I'm can sorry. I have some? Yeah, you can have some after. Remind me, oh, you can have some after. No, look, can't we just oh, pause we it? Can do, we'll do a break. We'll have a break after. Yeah, we'll get to the news. Then, you can have some. then you can do your, I'll tell you what, after the news, you can have some, and then you can do, you give a recap of your, in the recaps. Yeah? Right. All right, done. Easy. Um, welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, this week, We love you. We do, we do love you. What we don't love is these little fucking guppies fucking stepping up, though, like, admittedly, like, I fucking threw the first fucking thing towards you know that fucking Josh bitch because it's just so fucking annoying like you could probably hear from my voice but I'm currently sicker than I've ever been I've been very I've had a very fortunate life haven't broken bones I've been in the hospital one time my entire life for a concussion that I got making a tackling footy I never stayed in hospital for any length of time like, you know at, or at all overnight never never really been sick never had a major disease or anything like that but I'll tell you this fucking flu that I got on the weekend is the worst fucking cunt of a fucking flu if you make me st- sick, I'm oh. going to get that fucking pink Stanley knife there. If I if I make you sick, if I cut out your test, if I make you sick, then if I make you sick, there won't be a show next week because you won't be able to fucking get in the car and drive over. I haven't left. I haven't left the house this week. I've, I haven't been out of bed before 10 a.m. in the morning. Just absolutely debilitating. And yet, at 10, percent all these little cunts want to fucking try and come at me and still get fucking smacked away. So it just goes to show there's a fucking level. There's a level of greatness, and it's great to have aspirations. But back it up, bitches. Look, at the end of the day, a lot of people talk about oh, that particular individual and complain and all the rest of it. Oh, I've never interacted, and but he's not the only fucking. One. He's not the only one on the fucking weekend. There were a couple of people that stepped well out of the fucking line, the habitual line steppers, and let me tell you, just so sick, got no time for it. Oh fucking, and and then and you know, then they fucking, oh you know, they fucking Josh is like, oh you don't don't know what I've been through in my life. No, I don't, cunt. So if what I say is gonna fucking hurt you and make you contemplate your life, maybe you shouldn't have fucking said anything in the first place, cunt. Don't open that door. Simple. If you don't like what kicks in, don't open that door. Simple. It it it's got to take more energy to fucking engage with people in that fashion than it does to just fucking. Walk on. I was trying to walk on. I was trying to catch up on work, and it was actually keeping me awake. That's a, that was the main something something <laughs> something something. But no, like I, I yeah, well, we were talking for sure. I mean, I got I got business stuff coming up that like I am not going to have fucking time for this nonsense. So like I will just fucking block these little cunts next time and try to be the, try and be the the bigger person. But I mean, I do extend. I mean, Josh, if you're listening to the show. I do extend the most cordial of invitations to come to El Loco on Grand Final Day 
and meet the gang. And I mean, I say that without any. I'm not threatening anything like that. It's just that he wanted to. He, he's like he, he. He clearly said that I wouldn't have said that tweet, which was just like, "Hey, Twitter, can you please delete Josh Romo's fucking account for me?" Because you know, they, you know, on behalf of all of Twitter or something like that. Yes, I will read that tweet to you. I'll fucking print it out on a fucking A zero poster, and fucking get a fucking professional sign writer to put it on the wall in a loco, and I'll read it to you, and then you can do what you fucking want, mate. Simple. I got no bad. I got no bad blood there. I just, I just want to show that I'll read it to him, and then you'll do what he's got to do. Are you done? For now, for now, Glenn. For You're now, done being a threatening person. Nathan. Oh, I did not threaten. You're I, very I, threatening, very intimidating. You're a very scary person. I've always said it. Yeah, well, I find you very scary. You're like a twisty the clown. I just remember the power of fucking any of that shit that stupid cunts post on my fucking Facebook wall. <laughs> I just, I just do remember. I mean, you don't, you don't follow Henzo Gracie on Twitter, right? It's one of the Gracies. No, no, I don't. There was this time he's in New York City. He's got his his gyms in New York City. I want one of the Gracies to have a daughter and name her Gracie. Or Grace. That's just me. Or Grace. Disgrace Gracie. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be Gracie? Gracie Gracie. Well, she could be, but I mean, like Gracie's more like a pet name, not an actual name. But Henzo, he was walking home from um, gym one night. I don't think he'd gone out or something like that. He was in walking the streets of New York late at night you've told me this story before it's tremendous he's fucking walking with these two guys and, he says, and he's tweeting he's got his phone out and he's like there's two guys following me I'm just going to pretend I'm drunk and everything to see what's up but they're fucking clearly following me I mean this is going to be a mugging and so he's over the series of tweets these guys do get to him and eventually he fucking calls them calls them on it beats one of them up the other one runs away beat, chokes the one out unconscious then starts punching him in the eyes until he wakes up again and then chokes him out again and punches, start punching him in the eyes. He was saying he was like doing like a panda, giving him like black eyes. <laughs> anyway, and he just kept doing that. And then he called the cops. And then then he drove around looking for the other guy. And so I've I've, I've always really fucking wanted to do that to somebody. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I just think it'd be funny because it gives you the time. If you choke someone out the first time, it gives you the time to pull your phone out, and then you can start Periscope up or whatever, and then do it again for like a live audience. That'd be kind of cool. I'm just saying that'd be fucking that'd be kind of fun. Um, decently- I just remember Nathan. Yes. I remember back in the day yeah. when we had a few set twos on Twitter. Yeah, a few little ones back in like 2009. Yeah, it, it was good times. Exactly. 2009 you know was a golden fucking era, man. And it was a golden era. It was fantastic, and we just kept going and yeah. going and going. And, and I don't laugh. And I don't recall. And I don't, and and I don't ever. And I don't ever recall going. Oh, you wouldn't fucking say that to my face. You bore cunt. I wouldn't even say you bore cunt because I wouldn't even know what you look like because I never met you. True. And, and then, you were like, oh, you would say it to my face. No, because you don't... Because internet banter is fucking hilarious and fun. But this fucking new generation want to take it to... Again. The, they want to take it to the streets. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And anyone that's met me that has engaged with me via Twitter could probably vouch for it. Yeah. I think how I am on Twitter is a fairly accurate representation of, of how I am in real life. Yeah, pretty would much. you agree with that? In real life, the only difference is in real life, you're far more honest with um, your assessment of the West Tigers like last week or the oh, week that's before hurtful. no and last now, week or the week before you now had a go all of a sudden now we're going to have a face to face confrontation yeah, not a Twitter one exactly, exactly because you say stupid fucking things and it gets very <laughs> annoying and it makes me want to punch you in the face and now yeah. I can't say that you wouldn't say it to my face because you just did, <laughs> just did. <laughs> and here we are like the, only, the, only, the only thing the difference between me online and me, and me in person is that well 
I don't know. You tend to wear pants in person. Tend to wear pants in person, and and, and also, and yeah, and, and also, the thing in common is that I just fucking just, I just keep it real and just say exactly what I mean. And so, what happens when people really twist my words around and try and make say you're saying this? Oh no! What I said is what I'm saying is exactly what I just fucking said because I said it, and I, <laughs> and I fucking and I fucking keep so it that's real. Profound, exactly. That's profound, exactly. So I mean, twist twist my words. Tell me you want to fucking take stuff to the streets. Fucking grow up, you little fucking Gen Y children. You never even had a fucking fight in your life, cunts. So why are you acting like you're gonna fucking have a fight with somebody? For God's sake, motherfuckers on from heads. Oh fuck! You got four weeks till the fucking grand final. Start I take, training, I used cunts. To take shit to the streets cows. all the time. Mainly my dinner, because I used to have to hunt it there. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. It's tiring. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. They've got so many titles. There's so many to choose from, 150,000 plus titles to choose from. And there'll be a recommendation of one next week. And thank you again to everyone who's um, gone down that route and uh, done the Audible trial. Uh, certainly more of you have done it than Every have actually tweeted about that, it. I think you're saying audible troll. And oh. It makes me think of you. So you want to try, so you say, what are you saying? You want to try an easy way to like audible troll or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, fucking, uh, let's go to the, let's talk about football because we never talk about football until an hour into the show apparently. Mr. Underscore Wars, Sam himself, this is not the last time you'll hear from me. He sent a fucking very long and disgusting email to me today, not yesterday, last night. Discussion point for this week in league. Why the fuck, FK? Hang we- on, is this the long and no? This disgusting? is the, this, this is the no. This is just the tweet. Right. Why the fuck do we not rule on forward passes? And then he said, you know, he's attached a picture and he said, ref should use a NFL technology to define the pass line. The Been saying line. it for fucking years, you half. Well, it's the same. You know, the same thing they used to swing with the you know the swimming pool. You know, for the, the placings and you know or, or how you know the progress is going and things like that. Um, I, I agree 100. percent And the thing that shits me, I remember there was that manly game in the middle of the season where there was a pass that there was a pass thrown, and they were determining if a player had touched it on the way through that the cutout player had touched it, mm-hmm. and if so, had it gone forward. And they determined that, that, and they were like, you know, we're checking if it goes backwards, that it's backwards. But what you're doing is looking for exactly the same thing as a forward pass. Exactly. You're ruling on the exact same thing as a forward pass, but because you're saying it's like not a pass, it's like a, a tip or like a you know, deflection looking, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's somehow different. Ridiculous. If you can do one, you can do the other. And yeah, with the the NFL, I mean, remember they used to bring in all that straw man shit, talking about the 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 physics behind it all and the direction the cunts fucking you know where his hands are facing when he throws. It. Look, I think it's a quite a simple equation. If the guy throws the ball there on the 10 metre and the guy catches it on a 10 metre, fantastic. You know, and I mean, I know the physics do travel, but you can tell, you can put a line, like a swimming pool line or a grid line, a progress line as they're going to keep the guy in line with the guy. You know what I mean? So, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, there's a way to account for that. Yeah. But it's, it's the ones, like those ones I could probably cop. Yeah. If you say, oh, fuck. It's like, safer on sides, you know? Like you yeah. said, you're looking across the field of the line yeah. when the guy kicks it. That's why you just need to have a progressive line. It's the first, the guy passes it and you can see him lined up. It doesn't matter where the other guy is at the time of the pass because you could, you know, drop back if you had to sort of thing, right? So it's not like an onside thing. Then he passes it and you just roll the line forward with the guy. And then where's that guy there? Is he behind that line at any stage? Is he, when he catches the ball? Yes. It's good. Is he over the line? No. Pull it back. Why, why is it that a bloke from Eds yep. and a bloke sitting here with no fucking pants on, exactly. sick as a motherfucker, exactly. can come up with this genius plan 
But these people on God knows how much amounts of money part of a fucking billion dollar organisation yeah. just can't get it together. You know what I think is the reason is is I think that if they Maybe actually put, pants if they well. actually put technology to check forward passes in there, you would lose a double digit percentage of magnificent tries from the game. The amount of ones they let through, the amount of times a try is scored off a massive forward, not a massive forward pass, but like a good, you know, half a metre forward pass that the referees don't even talk about because he just cut five guys out a spectacular fucking balloon pass over the top. They never mention it. They still go, what a great pass. And there is that element lose too. Like at the end of the day, if the pass was half a, you know, like if, if we're talking a foot yeah, or, or whatever, would it have made any fucking difference anyway? And, so, you know, there is that entertainment factor. They do it in the NBA. Sometimes, you know, a guy's on a breakaway fucking dunk. Sean Kemp used to be notorious for it. LeBron James cops a lot of flack now. Oh, for travels. Travel. Yeah. Like, Sean Kemp, fuck's sake, that motherfucker, he'd take three, four steps at times. But the fact that he jumps over the roof and could do a fucking <laughs> quadruple somersault before slamming it down on some poor cunt's head. Yeah. That's entertaining, that shit. Don't call no foul on that. Don't call no, an infringement there. That's probably Don't pull up the play. It's probably entertaining as fuck when Matthias Murley Duran fucking bowls a cunt too. Yeah, look, motherfuckers doing it illegally, but it's spectacular. Is, so let's let it happen. All I'm saying is there's there's a certain element of leeway <laughs> given, and there's there's probably uh, you know that to be factored into the NRL as well as far as forward passes go and some other indiscretions, I guess. But that's not for me to decide. That's for the governing body. That's it. But I just don't like the I just don't like the people like Gus going. You can't rule on forward passes, you know. Like as in saying it's like something that's not possible. Of course it's possible. If the if Channel Nine can't get it done with their technology when they're showing the games, get someone decent like I ESPN just, in there. I fucking don't understand how we can have, like, in cricket. Yeah. You know, technology that get, follows the trajectory of a fucking cricket ball that's going at six billion miles a fucking hour yeah. and saying where that's going to hit and, and what like trajectory. Five millimetres of it is going to hit the fucking yeah. inside of the, you know, outside of off And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's got to happen. Let's yeah. make, let's get it done. Yeah. But a fucking line across a footy field. Sorry, guys. And not even, possible. And even if it didn't catch them all, and even if it was just like, you know, there was like a line ball sort of thing where they're going, yeah, no, nah, that's that's kind of, you know, that's all, that's all right. It's these ones like the fucking one, you know, like where you'd see it clearly. They go, we can't rule on it. We've already fucking set it upstairs to look at, though. I mean, yes, you look at the replay and it was 10 metres forward, but we've gone past that point. We didn't call it, so now we can't check on it. Those ones like that, I mean, it's just ludicrous that they can't fucking go... Well, obviously, the guy fucking threw that five metres forward or one metre forward. I mean, there are noticeable forward passes that everyone knows and there would be no dispute over it. But, yeah. No. I mean, just rule on obvious ones. Rule on obvious ones. And you take out fucking 90% of the of the aggravation yeah. from fans, probably. I mean, because when, when they're line ball, they just go, oh, it's line ball and everyone. And, and you know, the, the the fans of the team that did it go like, oh, you know, oh, that was that was flat. And, you know, and the other teams go, oh, fuck it, that's forward. But the obvious ones... Pull them out of the game, but I think fans would be mostly happy. Mostly. As a West Tigers fan, you take the fucking horse shit boardroom bullshit and player revolt and coaching horse horse shit out of the fucking equation. Yeah. People fucking bitching about referees fucking just kills my rugby league soul. Oh. Just, (laughs) like, I get it. I get it. It's frustrating. The fuck are you going to do about it? And if you're going to fucking nitpick... Every single fucking call, 
And, and this isn't in any way related to your fucking stoush. Related to... I'll, I'll, I'll relate something directly to my stoush. How can you fucking complain about a refereeing decision when you're down 22 fucking nil? And blame the loss on the fucking... Some bullshit. You fuck off. My point is... It's just so fucking rampant. Yep. And it's probably more in your consciousness because of Twitter. Because oh, yeah. you, you scroll through and there's, you know... Fucking hell, you just get bombarded and overwhelmed with the amount of people bitching about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just for fuck's sake, try being a West fucking Tigers fan for one minute, you fucking <laughs> selfish cunts. You, talk, you, you want to sit here you and like you want to fucking got, complain. You, you like want to complain about fucking, you know, a pass or, or, or a fucking knock-on that was... Try being a West fucking Tigers yeah, fan. You fucking act like you got border, you fucking have border in trouble and shit, and shit like that. Fucking hell. You don't know what fucking border in trouble is, son. Border in trouble is when it fucking stops your team making the finals year after year. That's border in trouble, Nathan. You don't, oh, okay, have, no, you, don't, no, you don't fucking know. No, what I don't know anything about, about that. that. And, 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 continue, and we'll continue not to know anything about that. No stop doubt about being it. A jerk. You're jerk. Uh, <laughs> I tell you the thing. The, the, the thing lately is like when when you're fucking sick though. Like I don't suffer fools anyway, but that slight like that slight little thing that makes you just go, Nah, I'll hold my tongue. Just fucking removed at the moment. Fucking die. Uh, Ryan Finance. Surely the episode name for the pod this week is Hash Minerals. Now you've tweeted it. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At Cobra Burgers. Question for Tool Nation. What is the best YouTube channel where I can watch more comprehensive recaps of each game? That's an excellent question. I don't know if the NRL and Telstra, the digital partner, are really utilising... YouTube that much or that well are they for, um, for comprehensive recaps of each game you're probably more inter- you're probably more likely just to go to the NRL website and you know you can go into the the video part of the website and you can watch highlights first half second half you can do all that shit right you still you can still watch the, the, the first half and second half and stuff even though they've got the digital I believe the, so yeah you can do it for free still right yeah, yes. I wasn't sure if it was just a digital passing or not. So you know that's that's probably better because I mean, like the recap, the 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 highlights package is usually pretty good, and I mean they showed the flow of the game and all the points that are scored and, and that kind of thing. So you know there's not really much more that you know you really want to see. Um, best YouTube channel, <laughs> go to the, the YouTube channel for this week in league. Fucking two tremendous videos there, absolute internet breakers, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> just two, but they're both fucking internet breakers. For real, uh, oh, Super Grover four. Bahahaha! <laughs> Love it when you two b- bitches pull each other's hair. Hash old married couple. I didn't. I didn't reply to that, but I've got no fucking idea about what he was talking about. Could have been any time, I guess. Good luck pulling my hair. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Fuck's sake. Well, I mean, you're like a fucking. It's like fucking Harry and the Hendersons down down south. Well, that's true. I guess if you're talking about there. Up on top, it's Lex Luthor on top and fucking Sasquatch down below. Well. I can't deny it, Nathan. Can't deny it. You grab a couple of fistfuls down there. Uh, One-eyed tiger. Outstanding. Hash tigers in decline episode. I found myself pissing myself laughing at the WT rabble and camping toilet analogy very cathartic. If we can save one person from putting their fist through the wall or jumping off an overpass, then the job is done. (laughs) (laughs) League underscore fan 81 said, listening to this week's app, nearly ran off the road when Nate went all jewels on Timmy's mum, crying with laughter. And she did tweet us too, and she said, I can't remember what she said. I think she took an umbrage to me saying, bitch, be cool, or something like that, not realising that... Timmy's mum? Yeah. yeah. 
they're not reali- not realizing that it's a, it was a movie reference. I mean, clearly she's a referential retard, much as you are when it comes to movies. Although you have seen Pulp Fiction, that's though, why, so I mean, you've got that's her why on she's that. such a big fan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, stop, please stop ringing me, Mrs. McIntyre. Yeah, the biggest tiger coming a pest. Nate showing more respect to Farrah than the board on this week in league. Nate, Nate, for fuck's sake. And, uh, <laughs> that was the second attempt at that. I think he, I think he had like Nat the first time, and, yeah. and Andy Siegs picked him up on it. So then he's, then he's yeah. redone it. <laughs> the Twitter police doesn't matter. Uh, Sam the Warden, you guys fucking nailed the Farrah drama, Nate especially on the salary cap excuse, and that excuse has only become more clear mm. this week. You know, with Benji sort of breaking down absolutely the, the way they did a backloading thing, similar to like you know Gifty and and Chalk and those guys did Brett Stewart and Matthew and those guys did in the. The um, 2008-era, you know, Manly squad. Um, Corey Davis, 0-3. You guys have got it wrong. Jason Taylor said Robbie Farrell will be playing with reserve-grade players. So, Brooks and Moses. Who said that? Corey Davis, 0-3 on Twitter. He's fucking <laughs> Need a beater. was interesting hearing Lauren's league questions on the pod. We need a this week in NFL to know what we're watching when Hayne plays. Hash C-Town. Jeez. Look, if someone asked me to do that three years ago, I probably would have done it. But now I could not even be tempted to start another podcast, to be perfectly honest. I think nobody got time for that. Uh, Ryan Finance again. If I was ever the kind of guy to feel sorry for myself, all I'd need to do to feel better is listen to Glenn on This Week in League rounds 20 to 26 every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's so true. Because I just, I trot out. The factual stuff about how we're going to win the comp, and then rounds twenty one or so. Usually, usually you can keep it going till pretty much twenty six. This year, however, you did pull the plug a couple of weeks early. (laughs) It was just getting beyond a joke. That's just cumulative effect of years of (laughs) years of bullshit. It's just getting beyond a joke. But is what's more heartbreaking though this year, or Lottie fucking dropping it in in two thousand eleven? Or the 100-minute thing with fucking Liam and the intercept. Oh. As much as, like, the last several years, well, 2012 through till present day, yeah. uh, have, have just been f- fucking woeful. Yeah. Because every year I've, I've Just miserable slogs. Just, yeah, just horrible. Because yeah. every year I'm like, oh, well, we've got it together. Last year was a fucking abomination. Came good at the end, though, and got promised it together. for the future. Got it together. Yeah. On our way to an, un- an undefeated season, I've been I've been calling it. This is the year. It doesn't <laughs> happen. But those two years, who uh, first two years of the podcast when we made the finals, yeah, I think I was closer to death then than I am than I have been not making the finals. So it was like checking out like early the Canberra like, game, yeah. the hundred minute game, the Warriors game. Like oh, I was. All three, and I then you had the Dragons game, you lost two place. by a field goal. Yeah, but that was okay, because fucking, well, other than the fact that I thought we had it, but the yeah. Dragons were clearly the best team that yeah. year. And that is, that, that, that 100 minute game, I mean, you had that too, you were up like 14 nothing, weren't you? It was, yeah, it was about that. Yeah. Gareth Ellis got denied fucking four times in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then we had, yeah, and one of those was when Benji threw a punch at Mitchell Pearce. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, but that 100 minute game, well, I've physically threw up after that game. Yeah. Um, the Canberra game, and a bruiser. Um, like, I, I was... I was a fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors game, I went to a very, very deep, dark place, and everyone was kicking me. 
which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. Obviously, obviously, you want to make the finals because I, I, you know, I believe that the West Tigers have the best team in the competition and have done um, since the year two thousand. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of show with it for it, really. No, nah, I mean, look, you, you, are, sometimes, Nathan, you have to look a bit deeper than results. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think you've got that type of deep analysis in you, mate. The, the, Very, you, can't, you, know, you can't rule on finals appearances and premiership wins. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look deeper than that. <laughs> you've got you to gotta be more analytical about things, Nathan. <laughs> when you're looking for an undefeated premier that hasn't won the premiership, You've yeah. got to look very deep. To find something analyze. to grasp onto. <laughs> You've got to be under the influence of certain substances. <laughs> Oki D. Well, this, is, this, is, uh, this is actually great. Oki uh, D. Finals. As a neutral observer. Not sure how to deal with this. Could you get Glenn to cover this? Would welcome his expert advice. Well, first thing I'd get you to do is climb up onto a fucking stool so you can see the TV... Um, maybe get your brother to turn the TV on for you because the remote control will be too big for your tiny little fucking hands. <laughs> and um, just sit there and shut the fuck up and watch and enjoy. My advice at first... The West Tigers you. charging through the final series. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen this in, year, though. In, in the 20s. Yeah, we're going to win the 20s and the fucking Reggies this year. It's amazing. Oh, Manly? Yeah. Please. We've, we've never fucking qualified those. I, I can't remember the last time we qualified those. But yeah, what I would do, I would I would start off with a similar advice, even though I can't. I'm coming from a position of not really knowing what it's like to miss the finals. But um, first thing I would do is I'd uh, get your brother to put you up on the chair, and then fucking slap the piss out of you for even fucking thinking for one second that your team's not going to make the finals. You shit fan. Um, Been saying it all year. <laughs> How much of a shit fan that bloke oh, is? Just the worst. My God, fucking put on a St George jersey and go and fucking find someone with a black tooth to fucking hook up with. Mate, his brother hogged chromosomes like Corey Norman hogs the ball. He's like hogging chromosomes like Corey Norman to the power of fucking Josh Dugan, ball hogging. Yeah, I'd call him, I, I, if I can remember what Danny DeVito's name was in Twins, that's what I'd call him. I remember Arnold was called Julius, but I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think we get the point. Andy Seegs is Julius, you're the other one. <laughs> Michael Darren, 79, and nice real talk on Hayne. Experts, in quotes, say he won't do this, does it? Okay, but he can't do this. Does it again. Oh, but wait until he does it. Uh, Mick the Perm. I like how he's changed his name just quietly. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a perm. I don't know uh, where it comes from now. Mick the, the fucking perm. And I've, and I've messaged him after he's put his jersey order in. I'm like, God, fucking, you, you're going to put the perm on there, right? And he's like, no. God. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. Uh, I've this never <laughs> been more disappointed in someone than I am in Mick the Perm. Yeah, and now he's changed his Twitter handle to the perm. Mick the Perm. He's um, finally he's finally embraced his true self. Well, it's it's obvious. Exactly. It's exactly. just obvious. It's out there. It has been the whole time. He's uh, put the first he's put the first offer on the table to for airport pickup this year. Has he really? Yeah. Messaged me yesterday or the day before. Were you all going to fit in a fucking smart car? Has he got a smart car? Has he? Yeah. Is that because he's got? Is it, is it a Perm or is it just what? Oh, it's what. I mean, he's a fucking or? hipster. He lives in Bondi, yeah, drives true. a smart car, has his fucking yeah. hair in rollers. Or is he going to show up with his slippers on, his hair in rollers and a gown? How are we going to fit on his Vespa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benny27. Just finished episode 203 of This Week in League. Great fucking real talk on Hayne Haters. The man is killing it no matter who's in front of him. Yes, sir. Bernard JKD. 
love the Hain talk, just so long as I don't have to watch the gigantically overrated drivel that is gridiron. Zzz. Yeah. Each to their own? Each to their own. I mean, at the end of the day, there's an Australian over there killing it. Um, if, if you're not happy about that, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, if you don't like the sport, don't watch it, I guess. That's fine. It's... It's it, oh, and those Bernard, people are fine. Bernard likes he likes those people are one hundred percent fine. Bernard likes rugby league clearly, it, but I remember he he had a crack about you know about the hurling and everything as well. So I don't know if he's like a gypsy or something. I don't know what what sports he likes, like <laughs> other than rugby league. A gypsy, <laughs> wow! I fucking hate parkies. <laughs> now I'm um, special K. What the fuck was that Hain song? My ears just caught AIDS. <laughs> Look, your ears have just caught up with the rest I wasn't of you. I wasn't, I wasn't a massive fan of it either, but there, got a bunch of other people going, oh, that Hain song was fucking amazing. I thought, yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, but blame, it on the, blame it on the song as the reason you got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, the, the ears caught AIDS. Uh, YB203, fully support your views on Jared Hain. I hate Parra, but fully behind him in the NFL. Hope it rains dollars on him for having a go. And I saw through the wiki there's a potential... Like sponsorship of $12 million a year. That's fantastic. So that's what you call, uh, he invested about a million dollars on himself, and uh, that's what you call uh, return on investment right there, if it uh, should come to pass. Mitch the Geo, this is the fucking greatest tweet of the week, in my opinion. Flights booked, 49ers ticket purchased, round one, all to see Jared Hayne live the dream. Sydney to San Fran. I fucking love it. Lo- fucking love it. And I, I, and I, I wish, I'm envious. I, I, wish I, was, I, I wish I was a single man. I could just do that shit too because that's that's incredible and um very I'm very fucking envious. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, Ryan Finance, let's do uh, this week in league. Does Hawaii crowdfund that shit? All Hall of Fame listeners can go <laughs> at their own expense. <laughs> <laughs> We're flying first class. We could have taken all you guys, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, coke and hookers up here. Well, you know, Unky D, you can come. You can fit in the bag. <laughs> The rest of you. <laughs> he can be our hood ornament. <laughs> um, okay, and then Saguna tweeted this through the week, and I mean, just stop me if, if you've heard this before, because I was sure... I've that, heard this before. I, I was sure that this... Saguna said it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was sure that this is something that's come up like this year. But he said, hey, fellas, this morning on Triple N, they talked about how you got supporting your NRL team. So, Tool Nation, how did it happen for you? I just feel like that happened within, like, you know, the last month. But some people came back and said... Uh, Paul Mack underscore 78 said, grew up in Hornsby, so followed the Bears, grieved for a while, or grieved for a bit, flirted with Souths and the New Zealand Warriors, but moved to the Gold Coast in 09, so now a Titan. Fair enough, I suppose. You could have chosen Manly, I mean, out of respect for vanquishing the Bears, but, you know, well. Melstar 001 said, I used to be a tomboy, you'd never know it now, so I just chose a blue team and it was the Mighty Sharkies. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> If your parents had to put Dolly in her hand, you know, she might have uh, avoided that, you know, lack of premiership winning. <laughs> Mad Dog underscore no space. I was born in December 1987. Broncos came into the comp in 88. Destiny. Shit fan, really? Wasn't it the first game? Yeah. Yeah, look. <laughs> I just, I mean, he's the sham we are fucking self-absorbed motherfuckers, that guy. <laughs> Facebook. Oh, let me fucking double pinch this fucking thing like that bigger. Saguna. Hey fellas and people of Twill Nation, I would like to thank all who wish me a very happy 30th birthday today. Whether it was on Twitter or Facebook, especially with the bukake overload of emojis that was used, led by the good men in Nate and Glenn. What a great caring and loving family I have in you guys and co. You wow, guys and he, co. he interpreted that. 
As, oh, I mean, as I mean I sincere, did you see the one I sent? It was just like, I just packed it with as many birthday and like celebration yeah. cake emojis. As I could yeah, I, I did the same. I also, his wife posted something lovely. Oh, did you reply on that one? Yeah. Did she can do better? Just say, she can do better, yeah. <laughs> What'd she say? Did she come back? She didn't reply. I think she's like, who's this guy? Yeah. Why is he hijacking my fucking yeah. loving Facebook post from my fucking He's, in, he's, in, he's injected something into my brain I can't stop thinking about now. Maybe he's right. Yeah. What if he's right? Who is that guy? <laughs> For those haters. She wakes up every morning and is like, you know what, that guy's fucking got a point. <laughs> For those haters, especially that someone who I shall not name, Tall Hayden, who thought my birthday was a made-up Saguna story. <laughs> number one, a big fuck you to you, sir. Number two, you, my friend, can join the Sharks fan base and eat a bag of dicks or go masturbate yourself to death. If you need any help in doing so, speak to Special K Online for some good, wise advice. P.S. Same goes for Chapo. LOL. You really went off the rails there <laughs> in that second paragraph somewhat. Becomes illegible. I just positive. I no emojis. Well, None. There wasn't any characters left because he <laughs> rambled on so long. I just I find it interesting if he's going to be at the meetup. Yep. Which if. I mean, oh, he piked last year. Yeah, said something about honeymoon, but I don't believe it. Yeah, Saguna story. I don't, I don't believe it for a second. Saguna story is being as not they even are. convinced he's married, <laughs> considering his so-called wife is saying nice things about him. <laughs> um, look, if he's at the meetup. I, a, I'm keen to see if he's, he's as annoying in real life as he is electronically. Well, he can't uh, take the emojis out and he's probably lovely. What if he, like, acts out every emoji? Like his <laughs> face, he's just like, I like, know. <laughs> 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 Hand signal, fucking cake. What are you doing? That takes a lot of energy. He turns up with a big suitcase that? like Carrot Top or something <laughs> with all these fucking emoji props to use. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be painful. Yeah. Even more painful in real life. I didn't even think it was possible. Don't get any ideas, Saguna. All right? You, please, please come come to our logo. By all means, I'm sure everyone would like to meet you, but I mean, leave the carrot top fucking bag of accessories at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, he'll show up with that, and then uh, much like uh, the Valentes, and well, more so the, the McIntyre brothers, showed yeah. up with the, the fucking Mario. The Mario Luigi's. And, yeah, yeah yep. that was that was what I... The Valentes just showed up with the Midori, which uh, yeah, put you to sleep in the cab on the way to the grand final. True, true. Um, it was what they put in the Midori that was more the problem. Okay, so email. We don't get a lot of emails, but this time we got one from uh, Mr. Wars, aka Sam, previous uh, you know, one or two time guest host of the show. Strap yourselves in. Well, I've been pondering this for quite some time. It's been bothering me. Like when you don't wipe it off down there and a little bit of poo gets the skin irritated and sometimes you make it some pus build up. That's kind of like what my head is like with all these thoughts. Are you going to continue reading this rubbish? I just need to clean the little nugget of Brisbane Broncos related poo out of my mind bum. That way I can feel better, a little less itchy, and my finger won't smell as much. So here goes. I was an Anthony Griffin fan, a big one. He coached those boys from 20s all the way through, and he was the bloke that signed the MILF and gave Hunt his seven spot. I understand that no matter who you are, you make way for Wayne Bennett, but even without Wayne, this team was destined for great things. We were slash are a young team. We grew together, and under Hook, I really believe we would have won a premiership in the next few years, no doubt in my mind. The team was getting better and better. Wayne has put all that on steroids, but Griffin doesn't get the props he deserved. To all the haters, go eat a bag of Glenn's tasty mini cheese-covered dicks. Hook deserves a top grade spot, top grade spot coaching more than a lot of the other cunts out there. But that's not my major major talking point. This is the Broncos will not win the comp in 2015. 
Wayne has brought in a new style of defence to the team. No longer are we up and in. We hold our line and wait for defenders to commit. It's working and I fucking love it. But it also means as a result, we do let teams march up the field very easily. As we hold off, our line slightly backtracks. It's hard to break around or through us, but the yards are there if you simply want to go forward. As a fan, it's hard to sit through and frankly, no one wants to see their team defend repeat sets no matter how good the defence is. I drink a lot more now. It's causing tension with the woman in the house that cooks for me. I have sex with her less too. All definitely football related. Versus most teams, I think we can hold them out. Big teams are a little harder, but as we're more of a mobile pack, there's a big danger in playing the dogs and also the roosters. I truly believe we can beat these teams come the back half of games due to our sprightliness. But as the stats show, we don't we can't chase points. We score first, we generally win. Other way around, not so good. Our attack is built on confidence, and we simply can't afford to get our heads down early by conceding points. This is a knock on defense to our a knock on effect to our defense too. Ben Hunt is great, but he's also not kicking us out of a tough situation either. The Roosters, they fucking scare me. I'm actually physically scared of Kane Evans, and I have dreams about him doing things to me and me needing to wear a women's sanitary pad for a week after. He's a monster. <laughs> they have these types of guys across the park and on the bench. The Broncos this year without Maguire have a shit forward rotation. We lose so much with the Sam Blair Parker off the field. Our other options are shit, frankly. We can't compete versus the Roosters here and can only hope we don't concede points when they're off the field. Big weakness. We're, uh, we're a young enough team to have a good five or six years of dominant football ahead of us. We'll win a premiership or two in this time if we can keep people fit and healthy. Of that, I have no doubt. But can we win the 2015 premiership? No. I think we're just a little bit off. Another year, maybe. I'd be happy to be surprised, though. The Roosters are losing some key players next year. We may be a good shot with them out of the equation. I'm putting a small fortune on the Warriors to finish top four. I know that. But the Broncos premiers in 2016... That, I'll be putting my house on. So there I said it. We're just a little underdone. Here's to another decade of awesome. It's just starting in 2016. Right. I remember he tweeted me probably a month ago when he's like, I bought tickets to the grand final and I'm going to El Loco and you're going to fucking watch Broncos win the grand final. And Okay. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> he didn't say they wouldn't make the grand final. No, he said they'd win it. He said, he, we, oh, he said we, yeah. we, no, no, he said, we, he said uh, about a month ago that, you know, you're going to have to fucking sit there and watch them win the grand final, you know, because, you know, this year they're going to be winning. But, uh, now he's backtracking on that, so I'm not sure, you know, who hurt you, Sam, but, uh, stop being a shit fan. Believe your team can win this year, like the rest of us do. Hey, I still believe the Tigers can win the comp this year. Exactly. Where the fuck are you at, son? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... Last week, and I think the week before, one of two of you complained about Stitcher not updating. We don't have any control over them, what they do. So I emailed their support and I told them they fucked up and they came back to me the next day and said they'd fixed it. So if future reps uh, aren't up on Stitcher, like uh, at usual, the time you would expect, you know, kind of like 1am in the morning uh, on, a, on a Wednesday or Thursday morning, um, get back to me and let me know because, you, you know, they basically just take our feed, which obviously works because it's on iTunes and stuff. So, uh, you know, they're just fucking up. Uh, Run TMB, still available. Run DCE, one XL shirt is left. And um, the Twill Nation print had a little bit of a run on those through the week, which is fantastic. Thank you, everyone, who got on board with those. Um, you know, our very own Twilgenfeld, uh, he's back in the mix, had a great one a great one for Saguna the other day, catching up on episodes with his, uh, with his weekly strips. Uh, but he's done that great print, um featuring a lot of the in-jokes and and, uh, and characters from the, the first 200 episodes of this show. And, uh, of course, many of you are actually characterised or on you know, on that print in some way. So get on board and uh, get it from respecttheshooter.co and, uh, yeah, we'll get it out to you pretty soon, I think, because we're, I mean, we're almost at the stage where we can place the order. Um, lastly, the Eat, Sleep, Hunt, Milf, Repeat shirt. There was a bit of run on... I can't imagine why, but there was a run on those over the weekend. Um, they're all getting very close to the, the, the pre-order stage. So, uh, given the fact that 
you know, the players named on the shirt are actually the ones that fucking beast moded last week. Maybe you Broncos fans who haven't got on that shirt can uh, get along and uh, get on board. And that's it. Sam ordered one of them? Uh, don't think so. He is the fucking shittest of shit fans. Well, I mean, he doesn't even think his own team's going to win this year. Well, it's true. News. First story. Canterbury coach Des Hasler has been issued with a $20,000 fine by the NRL for comments made about referees in his side's 2018 win over Newcastle. Half of the penalty stems from a suspended $10,000 fine handed down after a round one loss to Penrith, where he also went off at officials. Despite claiming a thrilling win, the coach took aim at the whistleblowers in the post-match press conference, particularly over their policing of the 10-metre rule. Uh, yet I'm pretty disappointed in some of the interpretation of the rules. I didn't know the game had gone back to five metres. I think I might send Todd Greenberg a breach notice. In fact, I will. I want to send him a breach notice for misrepresentation. It was pretty obvious Newcastle's intent getting off their line. You had a couple of times there where the referee could have done something about it, but it was just out of his depth, the poor fella. So, yeah, condescending I, motherfucker. I didn't actually see. Yeah, I didn't actually see the press conference. That was quite funny when I read about it. Yeah, Hazel was the first coach to be slapped with a suspended ten thousand dollar fine after the governing body banned coaches criticising referees at the start of the season. Uh, he accepted the first breach notice before later saying he would begin referring to referees as Voldemort's. It's my. It's about understanding the policy of he whose name you cannot mention. So let's call him Voldemort as listed at the time. Paragraph thirty-one, sub clause two says that says that comment on means you can't say anything nice about them. You can't say anything positive about them. You can't say anything about the Voldemorts. This is what they think is pragmatic and reasonable. If you're an advocate for free speech, then it's not too good. He also copped a five thousand dollar fine for failing to adhere to media guidelines in June. So they got seven days to respond. Otherwise, it's another twenty. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that you can't comment on. I mean, even positively. What if you thought the referee had a fantastic game? What? Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you if you if you said something positive about the referees, then they wouldn't do anything to you. But according to the the rules, the wording of the rule, you can't comment on them at all. So, theory, what he, that's what he's saying. Theoretically, you know, you should be fined for being positive to them as well. So. Uh, look. I'm surprised that, you know, I guess he, he doesn't mind fucking pushing the boundaries. So if anyone was going to cop a fine eventually, yeah. it's probably going to be Des Hasler. Um, I'm sure Todd Greenberg did everything in his power to make to, to try and uh, uh, stop that occurring cause, yeah. uh, and, and having his little pet um, copping a, a $20,000 slap on the wrist. But um, the fact remains that some of the things going on by way of the referees every weekend and it's been happening all season it's been happening for a number of years um it's just unacceptable in in professional sport and it just doesn't seem to get any better the real you know the, the real issue here is that we're a week away from finals and desi's just putting it on the table he wants a bigger 10 meters for the canterbury games that's his go and that's and what he's going to get because that's and what he that's does. his go and, and that's he's, how he does. He's, He's done that his entire career, and, and Manly have reaped the benefits of that in the past. And is it worth? Is it worth? Um, is it is it worth? You know, twenty thousand dollars to, to win a grand final? final or, or you, yeah. yeah, or, or a grand final. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think any club would uh, would begrudge that. They'd pay it on their behalf. Um, Paul Gallant, this Gallant situation has kind of been topsy turvy through the week. 
but it came out initially that there was a father who uh, wrote into the media and said that Paul Gallen basically was surly and said, you know, oh, fuck this, you know, he's, you know, swearing to chew in front of children and everything like that. Um, club denied it, Gallen denied it. Uh, Gallen said, look, I don't remember that specific situation, but, you know, there wasn't any swearing at any kids that I was signing for that night. Um, it was funny, seeing, like, everyone just jumped on, like, of course, you know, if someone's going to swear to kids and fucking, you know, it's, it's going to be, of course it's Gallen, fucking grub, cut, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Then the club come out and they're like, oh, well, nothing. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> nothing happened. We invented security there. They said nothing happened. And then you go, you see on Facebook, I don't know if they've been taken down now, but, um, I mean, the guy's Facebook page was open to everyone, and you could see he's got, like, pictures of the kids with players, and they're like, oh, we had a fucking top night, you know, like, it was amazing. No mention like, of it. No mention of any negatives or anything like that. So I just wonder what the fuck... Hey, mate, don't sniff on the podcast. Oh, no, People don't terrible, like it. it. I have to wait till the breaking story so I can fucking <laughs> grab a tissue. Real Jedi's going to be all over you. Oh, I tell you. I'm, like, so I'm trying to, like, do it once every fucking now and then. Not, like, every fucking minute. Just like make it do. happen, mate. Just do what you got to do. Please can <laughs> comments on Get comments on Gallon. <laughs> I actually think I think that maybe this one might be beat up. It's, it definitely sounds like a beat up. Yeah. Um, oh, on the field, it's a bit like Michael Ennis. Excuse me. Um, a bit like Michael Ennis on the field. Absolute fucking germ. Germ of the fucking absolute. highest magnitude. And 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 I respect the fact that he, he does try and gain a competitive advantage um, through any means possible. Um, some more uh, a little bit question- more questionable than others but off the field I, I find Paul Gallen to be I find him to be fairly you know pretty pretty well represented in the media as far as gives him gives a good account of himself yep. in the media and he snotted by Ryan that time but on Mad Monday <laughs> so that was awesome too it's got to be good Michael Lennis is one of the most articulate blokes yeah um, insightful commentary yep um and you just wonder what the fuck he takes before a game. <laughs> just, well, that's the thing. He's it's good like with the his gab. Eyes roll back in his head, and he's good with the gab, and he's good with the, you know. The, it works both ways. Yeah, you know, it means that he can come up with the right thing to say at the right time to get under someone's skin. Sure. And um, fuck, I'd be a good sledger. Oh, yeah. this is the thing. This guy's the, the problem. The, I'd, I'd be bad. I'd be one of the ones in the media where people would be like, "That guy's a fucking cunt." He is a germ. Because I, I would go to the thing that I know would just crush the fucking spirit of like, you know, I'd take it too far. I'd be Nick Curios. <laughs> I'd just be straight into like. <laughs> I know. I, I, can't, I won't say on the show, but I know some things that I know I would fucking say in the heat of battle. Yeah. It's just to people, and, I, and it's like the worst thing you could say to that player. And they would fucking die mentally, like they'd, they'd be gone for the game. But it would come out, and I would just be the fucking villain. Like, the and worst. you would relish, you would relish that role. I probably would too. But yeah, um, the fact that the, the biggest thing that I took out of it, whether whether Gallon did it or not, and I'm, I'm given the rest of the story, and you piece it all together and take the media horse shit out of it. Yeah. You you probably get the feeling that that old mate isn't a particularly fantastic parent given that he thought thought it was okay for his child as his own story says yeah. for his child to write something about Paul Gallen being a dickhead yeah. Yeah. on a card and, yeah. and going up into his face and handing it to him yeah is that really what, what's his kid his kid's about uh, Jackson's age yeah maybe a little bit older or something yeah about that from the pictures they look about that yeah yeah um, maybe touch older there's about those two there's at least there's like two or three of them though so I mean yeah they're all like yeah you know, small Jackson 
he would never even dream of uttering those words, let alone yeah. writing it on a card in my presence yeah. with my fucking blessing yeah. and handing it to a football player. Yeah. That's funny. We hear a song, um, like there might be a song, like a song on the radio where they, you know, they keep like swearing, they sort of just, you know, mute a fraction of the word to try mm. and take the swear out. And like some, someone's got the word like shit or something and he'll go, I just heard the worst swear word mm. you can ever say. And he goes, I'm just going to spell it. S H I T. Hang on, what if you think that's the worst way? <laughs> you got nothing else. haven't about. spent enough time around Daddy. Which just, which, just, which just goes to show that the children are never awake when I'm recording this show. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and, I've, I'm, and they're never listening really, when you're in the car. <laughs> and, well, no, I, no, no what I want to do in the car now for the road raging purposes. I'll just throw out like just random objects, like I'll call people donkeys or you know potatoes or something like that. And so now, and so now, like my three-year-old, she gets she's getting creative on the road rage stuff. If someone's driving too slow in front of us for her liking, if it's a traffic jam or something, it doesn't matter if there's a reason for it or not. If someone is in front of us and she perceives that we're going slower than she'd like to be going to where we're going, she'll be like, oh, she'll be like, tell the tell tell this wee wee donkey to hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy, Daddy, yes, darling. Yes. That guy, that, that car in front of us is a donkey poo. <laughs> oh, <that's> hilarious. <laughs> so she's making up her own little laugh. Yeah, but uh, given the guy's Facebook uh, account of the evening um, and the fact that he thought it was okay for his kid to, to call a football player a dickhead and then go and hand it to a, yep. a, a, you know, just begging for a reaction at the end of the day. And uh, why should he fucking wear it too? I mean, like, I know you can't swear in front of kids, obviously. But don't expect him to be delighted to fucking receive something. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if he's just short or surly or something like that, what did you fucking expect? Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't be telling kids and, to fuck off or anything. You know, you know? Like, I believe, I don't believe that he would have been swearing in the presence of children. You know, like, yeah. whilst they were there getting things signed. Yep. But would it, you know, is it so wrong? Like, if Paul Gallen was having a bit of a fucking shit day. Yeah. You know, what if, what if, you know, I think um, Ben Dunn is probably the most intelligent thing that fucking dope has ever fucking tweeted. <laughs> Talk about your backhanded but, compliments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said, you know, what, what happens, he's got a you know, young family, what if his missus is on the phone, come home and the kids are fucking carrying on like pork chops, you know, I need your help, do this, and he's got media commitments. He's, what if he was just having a shit day? Yep. And he wasn't quite as welcoming as what you might have hoped he would be. Yep. Does that mean you know, would you would you hand him a fucking card that says you're a dickhead? No, just what are you what are you hoping to get out of that situation? Yeah, like and what tiger. does that say about your fucking parenting skills? It says fucking some pretty poor stuff. And the thing is that people people can have shit days and they can be, you know, they they, they can be surly or short or something because because of that shit day. And this is why it's always I, I I don't abide I don't stand by this hundred percent all the time but I, I, you know but I don't meet your heroes mm. because it, it can always end in fucking crushing disappointment. I cop a lot of flack and and every time I mention Counting Crows, everyone's like everyone's got something negative to say about it. But I've always worried if I was ever to go and do like a meet and greet or or whatever at a concert and. Yeah. and the unlikely event that Adam, Adam Duras would come out. Yeah. He's he's got so many fucking personality, I won't say disorders, but traits that aren't necessarily socially fantastic. Yep. 
oh, I just I'm I'm hesitant because I, I don't like that guy's a fucking genius to me. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to meet the guy and walk away and go because every time I put one of their fucking songs on, which happens every week, you think about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this guy's a fucking cockhead. <laughs> I was like, I rewind back to 2003, um, and I was I, I really like Disturbed about, around about then. It was about 2003, and they came out and played a show, and they were playing at the Waterloo, at the at the big you know arena out the back of the Waterloo, and um, and I had a the friend. The fuck is the Waterloo? The Waterloo Hotel, like in the valley, and then they've got like it's got the pub, and then it's got the other half, which has got like just like a big like, barn with a stage, you know, and um, just like in Newstead, just across from near Emporium. And um, and I was playing there, and um, a friend of mine at the time um was he was roading for him, in for the Brisbane stuff, and he's like, look, they're going to be there doing their fucking sound check and everything at like three o'clock in the afternoon on this Friday, you know, whatever it is, and he said, I'll give you a call when they're there and everything. I was like, fucking cool. So I went down there with a mate who was in the band I was in at the time, and I had fucking tons of stuff, like CDs and shit like that, and then. And the guitarist, you know, luckily he was a guy who I idolised because I play guitar. He was fucking totally, he was awesome, fucking signing stuff, just shooting the breeze. The um, Same for the bass player who's not there anymore, but the bass player they had at the time, the original one, he was just like the coolest fucking guy. The singer and the drummer, like they, they did sign the stuff, but they were just like, they were cunts like fucking, there was literally like half a dozen people there, maybe, and they were just like, cunts like fucking you wouldn't believe and you're thinking like you know, just, in what way like what just, they- do, just like they're doing it under complete duress and like mm. you know oh, you know like fucking poor me like you know like yeah. oh, like what they probably said like you know like you know oh, who's got time for this shit sort of you know that sort yeah, of yeah. thing you know like they were kind of like they weren't they weren't unpolite but they were like you, you know got the ju- yeah, the vibe that yeah. They, they weren't real keen on it and given the situation like it wasn't like there was a fucking crushing throng of like you know fucking 500 yeah, people there people or anything like, yeah, exactly there was like there was like four people I think and include me and my mate and then some other random guy um, and his mate that you know caught wind and rocked up as well and um, and it's, it didn't turn me off completely but I mean I must admit like you know once that once that bass player got sacked out of the band I was kind of that's when I was like you know he was a fucking cool dude like yeah Mm. And it's a uh, you know ten years later don't even listen to them, so yeah, gotta be careful when you meet your idols. And and this wasn't even a fucking idol because this guy was a Sharky, uh, sorry, a Tigers fan, I think, the, uh-huh. the father. So you know he was just trolling, going, and sound, it sounds like he didn't even you know the, the truth of the story is he probably didn't get what he was looking for, yeah. but he wanted it to. And, you know that's the claim he's making, so whatever. Um, a little bit on the uh, the old uh, Robbie Farris situation. Benji's piped up and said that the West Tigers' decision to axe Robbie is probably due to his abrasive personality and not the salary cap. Um, Benji said that uh, he's a very bad loser and a very emotional person when it comes to defeat. After games, I think he lets it get the better of him sometimes. They talk about salary cap being a reason why, but in my opinion, it's got nothing to do with it. It's more a personal battle between him and JT. Benji went on to say that uh, Farrah was not everyone's cup of tea and sometimes difficult to get along with because of his outspoken nature. Um, But he defended him and said that uh, he was like that because, you know, he loved the club and giving his all for the club. And he said in 2012, at the Tigers' request, he and Robbie both took pay cuts when the club realised they were set to breach the salary cap. So Marshall sliced 80 grand off his salary while Farrow agreed to a $200,000 reduction. They did it on the proviso that those amounts would be added onto their salaries in the final years at the club. Uh, Marshall said Farrow deserved to be treated better and expected him to dig his heels in and fight for the spot next season. That uh, We both took pay cuts. In 2012, the club came to us and said they were going to be X amount over the cap. In 2012, I think I took an $80,000 pay cut and Robbie took $200,000 pay cut for two years in a row. 
when I agreed to a five-year deal after that year, that was going to be back-ended and added onto my contract. Same thing happened with Robbie. Everyone looks at Farah's price tag and sees $950,000 and said, well, he's not worth nine hundred fifty. Well, really, it's seven hundred fifty and two hundred. he took off three or four years ago to keep the club afloat. That's how much the club needs means to the bloke, and that's how much it meant to me. We're willing to give up our money to keep the club under the cap. It changes my perception to a certain extent as to how Benji exited the club. Well, he still exited though. Like I mean, I don't, like that's I don't agree with the the whole the video in the uh, in the Blues Super Rugby jersey. I think that was probably a, a bad move. Yeah. Um, some things that have gone on at the West Tigers and continue to go on behind the scenes and, and via various board uh, boardroom people, um, administration types around the club that leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> and I don't think Robbie is free from blame by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think he does... He does feel that he, he, he wields a, a, a huge amount of power in the club and he's testing the waters there. Yep. And the club has, to a certain extent, gone, well, fuck, it's time to put a stop to this. Well, I mean, testing the waters, though, too. I mean, like... The motherfucker has like a processing plant now. I mean, he was testing the waters, you know, probably four years ago. <laughs> now, oh, now. but, you know, we're talking a new board, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. a new coach, everything yeah. at the club is changed. Yeah. You know, um, and maybe he's, you know, deciding this is, I still wield the stick around here. The club was like, like, fuck you do. And then all of a sudden things are happening day by day that are making it a little bit clear that maybe the club needs to be very careful as to as to how it handles the situation because um, we're starting to talk about sponsors getting involved sponsors mm-hmm. um being unhappy with with the situation as it's been handled and honestly i hope that they're they're both robbie and jt are man enough and and adult enough mature enough professional enough to to be able to navigate this and maybe Robbie has next year at the club, Charrington, you know, plays extended minutes. Yeah. Robbie's still there. You get the benefit. He gets a nice send-off. Gets to have his Leichhardt farewell. Yeah. And, and fucks off the leads with Keefe. Well, yeah. To play with Keefe. Like, to English, play with Keefe. He's already Super League, he finished his career as a Tiger. You know, that happens. We win the premiership next year. He goes out a hero. This is a blip on the radar. <laughs> the problem is, I think Robbie has his professionalism. Certainly, in his dealing with the media, he's a very professional way about him. Can't, oh, same can't be said. I think he's manipulative. One. Yeah, but same can't be said for Jason Taylor. No, he is the absolute fucking worst. I mean, we spoke about the press conference last week where he was just like, "Look, the club's made the decision." Well, he, he was obviously gagged by the club. Yeah, but, he but without, I don't think he handled the, the, the he, subsequent. He lacks the crea- he lacks the creativity yeah. to know what to answer and what to say and what not to say. So instead, people were asking questions about other stuff. But then he would. Everything was. The club has came to has made a decision, and uh, they're going to stand by that decision, and uh, that's all we have to say about that. And then he repeats that a hundred times in, a, in a, mm. just the most awkward, fucking horrible interview ever. Then the post match press conference was magnificent one of the greatest I've seen the best post-match press conferences are like the the one uh, 
Manly vs Broncos when Wayne Bennett was doing his, his press conference in Gosford when Manly started doing the team song and like just deafening behind Wayne Bennett when he was trying to answer questions. That was great. But this one was next level where you had Jason Taylor <laughs> trying to say stuff without saying it and Robbie was just being like, oh yeah, Chatty, yeah, because he just won by 50 and he's like, Chad. he's like happy and laughing. And, yeah, he got me into the match. He got me into the match. And, you know, and, <laughs> and Jason's just like, no eye contact and they're just like, oh, it was fucking, it was delightful. For, for, for an outsider, it was probably delightful. I was just oh, I like, you, what just does he say about our club? <laughs> what does he say about our club? Um, they, they haven't got an infinite amount of time to navigate it either because if we go into a, an off-season, and, and a pre-season rather, with this still hanging over, yep. we'll, we'll fuck next season as well. Yeah, the, the West Tigers have to actually come to a decision about... Well, well to put it this way, Robbie's not going anywhere. The West Tigers have to come to it. They have to make a decision that yes, it's, it's it's part of the NRL laws that you have to pick a team based on merit. So they can't actually even you know they can't say they're going to put him in reserve grade and play him there regardless. So because you know he would fucking carve Reggie's up like he would be just a fucking oh. superstar. But um, what they well, need to do he's so, a fucking representative they, player. Yeah, and Laurie's like and Laurie's you know they're saying that he's, he's Laurie's favourite is, player. And, and what so does Laurie, that say about? The West Tigers. It just undermines Jason Taylor as well, where he's going, I'm going to pick him for origin from if fucking Paul Gallen gets hurt, which is <laughs> yeah. beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah. Well, yeah. Game one, origin next year, Gallen's hurt. Robbie Farrow gets picked out of reserve grade as captain uh-huh. of New South Wales. Yep. Give me a fucking break. That's like some vintage, that's like some vintage old school origin selection shit, right? Like, <laughs> they used to do that. But yeah, to save face, the West Tigers are going to have to acknowledge the situation. So look... This is what's going to happen because it gives it gives Robbie a year to find somewhere else to go. The problem is if they had have actually dropped the hammer when they were first thinking about it weeks and weeks and weeks ago, well, then it would have. They they were talking about it three weeks ago behind closed doors. Yeah, no, but they, they, they were they were thinking. Robbie said he picked it up, you know, a long time ago because he was, you know, that you could tell that you know like Taylor wasn't you know talking to him or you know, so he, he knew it was coming if they had have actually just made their decision decisively in the middle of the year given him half a year to find somewhere he could go to another NRL club mm. he probably would have wound up at South like I was saying but doing it like the week before the end of the year the clubs haven't got you know clubs have pretty much finalised their rosters I mean there would have to be some bloodletting and like you know hatcheting of rosters to try and you know fit a guy with that kind of you know salary you know requirements in so just they're going to have to come to a decision. And go, yeah, we're going to do 20, 2016. Uh, you know, I've signed a deal with with Leeds, for example, from you know for 2017, 2018. You know, like our farewell is like round twenty four because we've got our fucking draw. And round twenty four, and you know, it's going to be a big fucking thing. Build up for weeks and weeks, and you know, happy days. Because I think if Jason Taylor, I mean, people dig their t- dig their heels in. I think if Jason Taylor digs his heels in, if they both sorry, if they both dig their heels in, I think Taylor's going to lose. It just feels like the sentiment's turning in terms of, like, not not necessarily fans. I think Robbie's playing it pretty well. Yeah, I think it's not it's not necessarily fans because at the, the, at the end of the day, they matter, but they forget too. Fans have got pretty short memories. If Charrington scores a fucking hat trick in the first game next year, well, then no yeah. one's no one's got anything bad to say about Charrington. Yeah, yeah. So so I think the fans will forget if they, but, but I think if they both dig their heels in over this, I think that JT's the one that's going to lose because Robbie does have does seem to have an ability to manipulate. You know, in uh, the corridors of power at the club, and sponsors, things like that, that actually can affect the club in a big and, way. And there's a lot to be said about Robbie's influence over the playing group. And there were some rumblings coming out from behind the scenes, you know, via the, you know, 
supposedly via the the club uh, and the board and, and the coaching staff that that Robbie didn't have the support of the playing group and that he was an outsider within the group and you know Tedesco broke the club's gag order and yeah. come out and fucking full yeah, we, support. We fucking Robbie. love him. And the way they played, yeah, it just makes you it makes you think that it took, and this is hard for for me to say, but it took the threat of Robbie Farah being sacked from the club to make them all pull their finger out to for for the players to go, oh well, fuck, Robbie's very influential here. We we want to play for Robbie. Well, he's your fucking captain. We can't and have the best them. player in the fucking club. We can't have them talking about you know acting like you know. Well, it's his, you, know, his fault. Like, you as know. a professional, Robbie, why don't you do that every week? Mm-hmm. Why don't you play like that every week? And is it really that you're being hamstrung by the coaching staff that badly that you have to come out and play your footy? Well, they didn't play Jason Taylor footy, did they? I don't feel they did. It was a complete. It was a complete. And that's that, I, again, I don't know it if it shows. Was, it shows. I don't know if he took the shackles off them and said, "Fucking, you know." Go nuts! Or if they're That's like, not what Robbie said. If they're like, "Fucking, we're going to play. We, let's play." You know, the West Tigers will score more points than them. Game, you know, like we'll have a shootout. But their defense actually they're playing against a mm. team with Ashwin Johnson that had no points in them. You know, like yeah. So you know, I don't know. It's, there's still lots, much to be played out there. But I just the biggest thing I've taken out of that performance on the weekend, and I know we'll recap the game. But if if it is a, a playing group that's you know, staunchly behind their skipper and and best player, then I, I just don't get where that has been. Might be a fucking talisman for the next season, though. Whether whether it really is Taylor and the structures and everything he's putting in, trying to put in place do not even in the slightest suit the playing yeah. roster. Yeah. Which is which is a bad sign. Yeah. Um, when you look at the capability, why, but why wouldn't you coach to what you fucking got though? Well, that's, I mean? that's what coaches are supposed to do, Nathan. Why, why come with your preconceived notion of like I'm going to? So you want to... about Wayne Bennett? He took that dragon sword and and got him over the hump because he played to their fucking strengths. Yep. And and I read an, an article saying exactly that. Instead of instead of playing to Jamie you know covering up Jamie Seward's weaknesses Wade Bennett played to his strengths and he got the best out of Jamie Seward and he gets the best out of plenty of players because he does exactly that Sheen's you know Sheen's wasn't too bad at covering up Benji's weaknesses by (laughs) having him defend on the wing full time (laughs) but he also said this guy's a fucking he's fucking lightning in a bottle do what you fucking you know if you see it in front of you he's untouchable yeah and and he's got a, a vision that you don't get every day of the week. Yep. Let's let's let him run with that. Put him alongside a halfback that is, is structured and and can play you know an expansive game, but also has a really nice controlling kicking game and and is well organised. You know, fucking it all it all came together. That's that's what coaches are supposed to do. Yep. You don't come from the roosters, in my opinion. And if Taylor's it, he hasn't had enough time for me to say this categorically, but you can't come from the Roosters with their roster and implement every last thing to the letter that the Roosters do and yep. expect the same result. Because you don't have the same players. You don't have the same style of players. We don't have the same forward pack that the Roosters have. <laughs> yeah. We have different halves, you know, different yeah. style halves to what the Roosters have. 
we don't have the centers that the roosters have. Yep. Look, it's fuck me. You can't you can't do it. No. Nope. Um so again there's much to be said and much to be played out in this situation um but they need to be very careful how they handle it. They do. Now another story that kind of flared up and died all in the course of the week but I thought it was interesting to talk about is uh Michael Maguire and South. An article came out earlier in the week saying that the Newcastle job had become a race between Michael Maguire and Nathan Brown, two-horse race, and the decision was going to hinge on whether Maguire was prepared to walk away from the last two years of his contract with Souths. Uh, saying that he privately has been contemplating the possibility of quitting the Rabbitohs for the challenge of taking on the Knights job after being approached more than three weeks ago by Newcastle board member John Quayle. Knights players spoke openly about the rumours linking Maguire to the club after Saturday's night to the loss and Saturday night's loss to the Bulldogs, but CEO Matt Gidley appeared to rule out any chance of it happening because of Maguire's contractual type to the Bunnies. And so they were like, this is the thing, it's like a, it's a, like a concocted article almost where Newcastle's saying, no, he's contracted, we're not doing anything. No one to talk about it. And Maguire, you know, then he had to come out and say, look, he had to reaffirm to his players, I'm not going anywhere. Had to commit to Souths that he wasn't going anywhere. And... Um, and Nick Pappas, the chairman of South, he said that he would, you know, he had two years on his contract, and uh, and he'd put the talk to bed. Strange one. Uh, when there's smoke, I mean, in my opinion, where there's smoke, there's you know the, the talks were had. How far they got, I'm not sure. No one believed. Well, no one would have dreamed that Wayne Bennett would ever have left the Broncos, and then that Rooster story came out. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he's gone to the Dragons. Then all of a sudden, he's not at the Dragons anymore. He's going to the Knights. Then he's going back to Brisbane. Those stories, everyone was like, that's horse shit. Straight up. Every time. No way. Not going anywhere. Then you realise, oh, there was an element of truth there. Yeah. Um, even in the, you know, the the one of the Roosters, the deal fell through because the media got wind slips. Yeah. Um, yep. So, like you say, where there's smoke, there's fire. I just... I think keeping South um, at the peak of their powers is enough of a challenge. You don't want to be taken on Newcastle. Fuck hell. Well, then then the talk from there progressed that maybe the reason why South are in the toilet this year, I mean, they're not in the toilet, but, you know, they've suffered some heavy losses that they certainly didn't suffer last year, and they're nothing like the club they were, nothing like the side they were last year, especially at this end of the season, um, is because he has such an intense style that he can actually, like, burn up a club like burn up players and like you know eventually become you know like hit 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 an ex- expiration date for his like usefulness as a coach to that club and like it's sort of like a short uh, you know a short sharp like intense time and like players can't you know they can't continue on for years and years and so yeah what, don't know. what's so intense about it training I, I, the... I, I, I don't know I don't know. That's well, just then, what I'm saying. I would think that the Melbourne, if that being the case, the Melbourne Storm wouldn't wouldn't have had the extended success that they've had in the and. Um, would have had a much higher rate of player turnover. Yeah, but we base that on what? Bellamy in the box. We see him fucking cracking the shits and stuff like that, right? You don't see you don't see Madge doing that. So this is the thing. It's like, it seems like it's a more behind the closed doors thing. You don't know what happens or how he runs it. But I mean, for it to come out, it must be it must be true. He must have some you know intense fucking style. But um, mm. you know, would the Knights respond to that? I don't know. Oh. He doesn't seem like a rebuilding guy. You need a school teacher in there like Brian Smith to rebuild the club again, again and fuck off, you know? Because <laughs> Brian Smith didn't get the chance to completely rebuild them <laughs> before he got fucked off last time. But um, just lastly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> a player in the state, in the, in the ESL, has, um, well, first I heard the rumours last week 
saying that he 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 slept with a teammate's partner or wife. Today, someone tweeted us. I'm sorry, I, I didn't write down who it was. I apologise. Said, um, asked ask me who was the guy in the, in ESL who knocked up a teammate's missus. Oof. So, very you know, large thighed gentleman, outside backs, former Eastern Suburbs Roosters player and Canberra Raiders. <laughs> Canberra Raiders. He uh, thighs of a horse, hands of a horse. Maybe he's hung like a horse. Maybe, but wow. Apparently he's been stood down and other players want to play with him, so that leads me to speculate that it's true. Not the necessarily knocked up part, but certainly the the, you know, the player A slip with, you know, you know player C's play B's Jesus, Where there's a fucking embryo, there's lots of fire. <laughs> where there's a team that's absolutely turned on a guy like we're not going to play with that cunt, then that's, that's to me, that's, that's, that's a fucking blazing <laughs> inferno. <laughs> that's, some, yeah, that's some fucking lava. <laughs> so what a shit cunt you are. Unbelievable. Um... Yeah, <laughs> this fucking horsey man. <laughs> oh, and finally, fuck! I just remembered. I didn't write this down, but fucking, did you see the tweet about? Um, fuck! I can't believe I didn't put it on here. The tweet about uh, the game between a friendly in quotes, Serbia and Ireland. Serbia and Ireland in mm. Serbia. Holy fucking shit! So the story there is um, the game had four sim bins already, so it was it was not friendly at any stage. It was spiteful as fuck, right? Ireland up twenty four sixteen. Ball goes loose, Serbia, I don't know if they're on the attack or whatever, but the ball comes loose, Island guy picks it up, and he's off down the touchline, presumably to score another try, you know, from this broken play. Down the touchline, on the way to his try, on the way to try line, Serbian trainer fucking punches him <laughs> as, he's, as he's streaking down the sideline, fucking decks him, and I saw the video, after. I didn't see the video of that happening, but I saw the video of the aftermath, and there was an Island guy that was on the ground the entire fucking time, like from start to finish. Just laid him out. But then it's just on. Players in everywhere. And the part that I saw is like when it was on. Players converge on the sideline, punching. Three Serbian guys are on one Irish guy. He drops eventually. And the guy starts kicking him in his head. Oh. Like, <laughs> these fucking Slavs don't play, man. Fucking like, bikies and Slavs. <laughs> Unfucking believable And eventually it breaks up. And <laughs> game's called off at that point because the Irish team's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> We don't, we don't have to stand for this fucking shit. We're up eight points. That's the final scoreline. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> well, that's a friendly. I'd hate to see what they're playing like a fucking test match with big bickies on the line. I want to see him in a World Cup final. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Well, you need to have like a, a second tier World Cup or something. Because that's the only way they're going to meet each other in a final. <laughs> well, unless they play Australia New Zealand and just fucking obliterate... You just do a you just do a Matautier as he's streaking down the sideline. <laughs> you, you just you just what you do is you just you just set it up and you're like, oh, okay, there's one spot left in the next World Cup for an emerging side, <laughs> Serbia versus Ireland. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you do it in like PNG, like one of those style stadiums where they got the barbed wire and everything. Jesus <laughs> fucking cross, could you imagine? You go, one team leaves, one t- two teams enter, one, one team, team leaves. leaves yeah, <laughs> rugby league beyond time. <laughs> Okay, Twill Nation Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a th- free 30-day trial. Give you a chance to check out their service. If you like it, keep on rolling. And if you don't, cancel the account any time. Now, this time, um, 
I thought I'd do a Father's Day recommendation because Father's Day coming up this weekend. It's a sensational time for dads. It's one of those it. things you don't you don't realise that you've got it that it's that it's there for the taking before you have kids. But then you're like, you get your birthday, you got Christmas, and you get Father's Day. It's like another birthday. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fuck, it's fucking tremendous. I, f- I fucking love Father's Day. I it's fucking, the best. I fucking love Father's Day too. And um, but it also always falls on the weekend or thereabouts of Jackson's birthday. Yeah. His birthday's on Saturday, Father's Day's on a Sunday. Party weekend. So, <laughs> going away for the weekend down the coast and uh, spending the day at Dreamworld on Saturday and then probably a nice breakfast or something somewhere on Father's yeah. Day. Good times. So, Father's Day, a uh, book by uh, Jim Gaffigan, stand-up comedian, you may have seen him on Conan and shows like that. Go the fuck to sleep. It's called uh, <laughs> Dad is Fat. <laughs> right. And it's... Uh, in Dad is Fat, stand-up comedian Jim Gaffigan, who's best known for his legendary riffs on Hot Pockets, Bacon, Manatees and McDonald's, expresses all the joys and horrors of life with five young children. Um, everything from cousins, aka celebrities for little kids, to toddlers' communication skills, um, and to the eating habits of four-year-olds, such as there's no difference between a four-year-old eating a taco and throwing a taco on the floor. Uh, so, that is uh, unabridged. Five hours and 26 minutes of goodness, and uh, one for the dads out there who no doubt will uh, get a lot of laughs and a lot of head nodding like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> that is exactly the shit that fucking annoys me. So, to download your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. I'm trying to enunciate it perfectly so it doesn't sound like audible trial. <laughs> <laughs> Recaps. Firstly, before we get into the round of action, you've just polished off a tub of... <laughs> Fuck Original mate. golden daytime ice cream. There was less than half a cup of ice cream in there. There was like a metric cup at least. It was not two hundred and fifty mil for sure. Shit. For sure. So, uh, but it was fantastic. It's fucking amazing, isn't it? Mm. You fan oh. of the daytime on a stick? You damn right, I am. I don't mind the ice cream either. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but <laughs> you know, what I thought of when I ate it, spuds. What? Spuds. Spuds. Yeah, she's... Because you know what? She wasn't eating any Golden Gate Time ice cream tonight. No. Now she... Her shot's run out. And she was lording that shit over me when they... <laughs> when she had the stock and I didn't. Oh, my God, that she lorded over me. But, uh, yeah, Spuds. Now, uh, shoes on the other foot. And now I freeze. I got a, I got a whole other fucking tub of original in the fridge. In the freezer. Some chocolate left over. But chocolate's kind of like the fucking poor stepchild of Golden Gate Time ice cream. It's not great. I went, I went to... Um, I was getting some stuff from Coles last Friday night. We're having a bit of a movie night, so I got, you know, Maltesers and M&Ms and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And uh, I was like, you know what? I need some of that gay time ice cream. Empty. Went there. <laughs> Fuck me. A empty. Com- a big except, empty fucking cabin. Except for the, the mint and the chocolate. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Not for my first experience. I'm not going to buy mint or chocolate. The mint one might be okay, though. No, but it's it's not gay time. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you have that after you have the This original. is the thing that I see. I've seen that there's a chocolate one and a strawberry one and a mint one, and I'm like... What the fuck is this pretender bullshit? But today, in this day and age, they do have like chocolate ones and stuff on the stick. 
I didn't know that. Mm. Back in the day, you had the original one, like the toffee one, and then there was cappuccino gay time. I wish they would do the tub of cappuccino gay time because that would be the absolute fucking all-time greatest ice cream ever made. But um, I'm waiting right. for them to do that. But they don't do the cappuccino ones on the stick anymore, so they're pandering to these shitty people who like strawberry and chocolate ones, which are far vastly inferior. But uh, yeah, that original one, if you get it, if you see it in the store... Just fucking buy that shit. I got a deep freeze so I can stock up when they got it. Nice. Because you never know, you may be greeted by a massive empty fucking hole in the freezer when you go there. Nine times out of ten, that's what happens. But uh, on that one time when you're lucky enough and they've just put it there, then you can get it and uh, fucking get around it. It's magnificent. Uh, it's worth whatever exorbitant prices they try to get you to pay. Round 25 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. The Brisbane Broncos, 47 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 12 at Allianz on uh, the Thursday night football in front of fucking nobody and the Broncos 47 came from a double to Kahu hat-trick to Ben Hunt double to Milford uh, Corey Oates also with a try in there Milford uh, grabbed himself a field goal Kahu perfect from the boot two from two Corey Parker five of six defeated the Rabbits try to Grevesmule and uh, Isaac Luke Reynolds two from two <laughs> look I think the Broncos <sighs> Where <laughs> the way they started the game and and certainly the first forty minutes, uh, they played everything fell in their favour. They had the Midas touch, everything that they touched yep. um, came off, and they played some fantastic football at the same time. And I think they were, they were just brilliant. They played brilliant, unstoppable footy. Um, and they just. Everything they just seem to be going at a million miles an hour, and South are in fucking rewind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the fact that the Broncos have been running first for a large portion of the season, and and Milford has only just now played the type of eighty-minute performance he was turning out at Canberra quite often makes the makes the Broncos a pretty scary finals proposition, um, especially considering they're probably going to have a home final or or two. Is this is week two? home final as well week two if they win week one week two is home region so for the Broncos well the Broncos if they win they'll they'll get a week off so it doesn't matter okay Um, so but but if they were to if they were to um, yeah I mean teams like Brisbane like home region goes uh, like if the Cowboys are in that position, Cowboys, Brisbane in that position, Brisbane, and um, and it's either ANZ or Allianz for a Sydney side or if it was Melbourne in a position then obviously they get you know Amy down there as well but um, for some teams, it's great, like Broncos and Cowboys. It actually works out to be their home ground. Mm. But for other clubs, like Sydney-based clubs, it's home region. So it's um, South yeah. made South had some horrible misses um, defensively, but Broncos can only really play uh, what's in front of them, and and they dispatched the Rabbitohs very very comfortably and with ease, and they they looked very impressive in doing so. Um, Milford just played the lights out. Off. Super impressive. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Milford um, and have been his whole career, to be honest. All his games at Canberra. Um, and he's been a bit of a slow burn at Brisbane. He's he's just been plying his trade. But in just uh, in recent times, he's, he's starting to assert himself on games and, and having a real impact in this one. He was fucking... If I was a North Queensland Cowboys digi, he would have had spiders on him. <laughs> so a bit of a worrying loss for South, I think. Um, they'll... They're going to have to handle slow starts better than than that if they if they're to go back to back. I think they're a long, long shot to go back to back. Um, and and 
I never thought I would say that. At the start of the season, I thought, there's no one's going to fucking stop this. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and like, first, Sam, like the first Sam, month of sort of stuff, yeah. they just like, yeah, yeah. Sam Burgess was gone. That looked like they hadn't missed a beat. George and, stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's happened? What's happened to the, the hands of the Burgess twins? <clears throat> Mate, without their brother to kick their asses in the, in the line, they're just fucking, they're just not the... There's I've something clearly amiss. Two players in the same team. Yep. Drop more ball, like straight up dummy half, one yep. off the ruck, yep. drop the ball. Yep. And then, like post collision, hit the ground, knock it on. Knock it, Just yeah. you know, a sly little knock on. Thomas is fucking mad for that. Oh fuck! It's the most infuriating thing as as a fan, and the Tigers. Look, the Tigers have had their share of those types of plays over the last several seasons, but it's so fucking frustrating. Like, they must have hands as big as fucking dinner plates. Yeah, yeah. As, as big as, big as a baseball a mitt, except a baseball mitt if baseball used the rugby league ball as the ball. Exactly. You know? Proportionate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is it they can't hold on to it? Mate, it's like that they fucking changed their name by depoling off season from Burgess to, like, fucking Cuthbertson. <laughs> it was. It it just astounds me that they would have massive hands. They're massive yeah. men. Yeah, yeah. The fuck is wrong with them? Drills and fucking passing. Just fucking drill, boys. Your fucking hands are shit. You do something. It's. I just. I, it. It just happens far too often to be. A coincidence or bad luck, <laughs> for my mind. Um, but yeah, great performance from the Broncos. Souths have got some work to do. It's not, it's not beyond them. They've been there and they've done it before. And that experience last season will hold them in good stead. But they're gonna have to be a whole lot better than they were in this game. Their last month has been so fucking bad. I just, I, I think I'm prepared to put a line through them. Oof, for the season. There's a couple of teams. I think prepared. that's a big call. I think they will lift. Um, Come finals time, but based on that, they've they've got a, a a huge lift in them to nine teams in the mix at the moment. I'm prepared to put a line through three at this stage. Manly, South, and who? Cowboys, Souths, St George. Wow, only three sides at this stage. I'm prepared to say cannot win the premiership, but we'll go on. I noticed you didn't say the West Tigers, so we're on the same page there, pal. I did say I did say there were nine nine sides, and uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly the West Tigers wouldn't have been one of those nine sides. <laughs> I mean, if they were there, of course I'd have them top of my list. They'd be fucking, you know, they'd be very hard to stop. But they're not. <laughs> Jim Man Bear Pig, fuck me dead Souths. Who are you playing at fullback next? Motherfucking poor carriage, you stupid cunts. Idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh, said, "We just humbled the defending premiers with our kryptonite dick." Hash, eat, sleep, hunt, milk, repeat. Why the kryptonite dick? Because they, oh, they had a Superman jersey, of course. And what was the Does relevance it... of the Superman jersey, given that yeah, movie why, came why... out fucking two years ago? They're kind of like, we got a superhero too. We got a superhero jersey too. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. If someone can, like, if someone can tell us why, why that game, all is because I didn't, I didn't catch it. I didn't hear fucking any of the old senile dudes talking about it on the radio, on the TV. So. Shane Aaron Elvis, South fucking humbled again, yet no signs of humility. As a fan, absolutely disgusted and disappointed. Wow. Mitch the Geo, so much for South Sydney channeling that superhero jersey. They were beaten worse than Arva's misses. Oof. Hash Minty's in decline. 
the mighty Manly Seagulls 10 <laughs> defeat the Sydney Roosters 46. <laughs> I'm glad you're in this, Nathan. That's the most important thing. Uh, the Roosters 46, uh, hat-trick to Elliot, hat-trick to Tupo. Uh, Guerra and Lou with tries. Seven of eight conversions for Mighty. Uh, Manly tries to Jamie Lyon and Tommy Simons. And uh, Jamie Lyons kicked one. And uh, Cherry Evans had a turn, I think, when Jamie Lyons was off with an injury. And he Jamie Lyon, mate. Jamie Lyon was off with an injury. The people that say Jamie Lyons, and even you've said it. Fuck is wrong. I was mush, mushing words together like Jamie Lyons, like <laughs> off with an injury. <laughs> so um, Chinese yeah. your way. Yeah, I was Chinese my way into that that recap. <laughs> oh, we can't call two episodes Chinese your way. <laughs> I thought the roosters were clinical. Um, they play again, much like the Broncos. They played. Uh, what was in front of them, uh, for mainly I think the emotion, the pressure and, and a pretty fucking tiring season for them, um, <laughs> you know, physically with, with the injuries they've had, but also the off-field stuff takes its toll, even on mainly, you know, that it just showed that there was a lot to it um, and, and the stuff that was happening at board level and with Tuvi. If it was a media, if it was all coming from the media, they bunker down and and they probably storm into the eight and and they're looking very much unstoppable. You know, this this game was probably the clearest indication, and, and much like the the Penrith game, which we'll get to, it was the clearest indication of of the toll that the season's fucking taken on Manly. <laughs> um, it it has been a fucking rough one. Um, they've had you know a huge injury toll, um, the foreign stuff, the DCE stuff, the fucking. Uh, the TV, the board, it's that's a lot to overcome, and then and try and put eighty minute performances together for for twenty six weeks. It's it's a tough gig, but um, you know here we are in round twenty six when Manly, you know, wasn't all that long ago they were last. They're getting a spoon for sure. Yeah, according to many. I don't know what the many stats poor judges are, but, of the game, but you, would you say? And, and not, this isn't trolling by any stretch, but would you say that Manly have spent more weeks at in last than? any of the other teams and they're still in round 26 although it, uh, some things have to think. fall their way who they, was they can last, still make the 8 who was last in the very early stages was it Sharks maybe there was there was like Sharks were last for a couple of weeks Manly must have been last or close to it from like rounds 6 or 7 through to about 14, 14 15, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, we could always... Newcastle spent a fair bit of time there when they lost all those games. After that, Newcastle... Yeah. yeah, I mean, when Manly got up there, it would have been Newcastle and Tigers briefly touched there, Titans briefly touched there. That's a, they, They'd be the only teams this season that have actually touched there, yeah. though. Like, maybe Sharks at start, and then Manly for a while. Astounding that... Yeah, the fact that they're still in contention. It's ridiculous. And, and you're going to say it's more of a formality than anything. I'm going to say it's a fucking long shot. But... The, the, the fact is that it can happen. Yeah, it, it can definitely <laughs> fucking happen. And uh, the people that are running their mouths need to be careful because I know you as well as anyone. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing, this, the, just, look, if you know what you're going to cop and you put yourself out there and you know that it's going to come and, exactly. you, and you're prepared for it, exactly. then fucking by all means, these people that are just like, yeah, there's no way he's got any comeback on yeah. me. I'm just going to kick this motherfucker. Exactly. Oh, man. Because like, the fact the fact of the matter is, I've got. Know what you're doing. The fact of the matter is, we, we will last for fucking half the season. I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. The fact that it's even a possibility at this stage is just unfucking believable. 
But I mean, let's talk about the game at hand. P oh, Hart, I, I just P Hart, fucking go. bitch forwards. Sorry, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just going to dive in, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I just want to make mention of Jackson Hastings. Um, better than Pierce for their mix of their club at this at this stage, for their current mix that they have. He, they, he's come in. They haven't missed a beat. And no, they got better. The Pierce, I think they're better with that. Pierce him. being out is going to make Jackson Hastings a fucking future millionaire. Is what it's going to do because. Yeah. But if he's if he the longer he's get, out, if he doesn't stay at the Roosters and get Pierce's spot, you know, in however many years. Pierce isn't fucking. He's still got a bunch of years left. In yeah, him. many, many years. I mean, he was like the or youngest guy. Who, football, he was the youngest the, guy to hit two hundred games, yeah. so he's got a long fucking time to go. Well, he was seventeen when he played, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah. It was just this season when he got his two hundredth game. Yeah. So, so like not that long ago. He's so Jackson, he's got a Jackson Hastings got a fucking some big contracts ahead of him. Look, I want to make a bold statement here. I think that he should be the favourites for the for the premiership this year. Provided Pierce doesn't come back, I'm <laughs> not even big call. not even fucking trying. I think also I think they fucked up letting Maloney go. Sure, he's got his issues in in defence, but I think that he's the best half they've got, and I think Hastings complements him perfectly. Mm. Where Pierce does not, and I think that they can go all the way with the current mix that they got at the moment. Add add letters to that as well. I mean, although they probably didn't fucking miss his penalties, um, but yeah, I think. I think Maloney is him and Foran probably. Uh, you know the old school five eight. You know they they can hit a hole. They can put blokes through. You know, like a Cliffy Lines, they can put blokes through fucking holes all fucking day long. Yeah, Maloney especially. Maloney. So I was going to say Maloney's. I think he's much more skillful than Foran. Skill, yeah, Foran's tougher. Mm. He when he wants to be and defends better when he wants to but like I think Maloney's more skillful yeah I think Maloney's a fantastic player and I'd have him in my Plus side he can kick like a fucking laser too exactly I'd have him in my side and I would you know I would cop the missed tackles people co- like Broncos copped it for an entire career of Darren Lockyer <laughs> I'm not even fucking trolling to the point where they fucking Hobbled their their defensive line by assigning a minder to him, you know, in mm. in you know mostly Tony Carroll. So, so yeah, I'm done. I just wanted to make a special mention of Jackson Hastings because fuck, I'm impressed with that kid. Yep, yep. No, I agree. He's good. He's good. I think he's better than Pierce, and I think that you know the day's going to come when there'll be you know salary decisions to be made at the Roosters because let's face it, they've got a lot of fucking expensive talent on the, the Roosters. There somehow. Don't make salary well, decisions. Well, no, it's true they don't. The fact that they were clearing the, you know, they were like, yeah, we'll get if Jared Hayne fucking falls over, we'll, we'll get him in. I mean, yeah. come on, you know, ridiculous. But um, yeah, if the day came when they did have to make a salary decision, <laughs> Pierce may find that he's the one that's fucking on the block. So um, and I'm manly, fucking pee-hearted <laughs> forwards without any fucking desire to go forward. Willie Mason, I mean, I think that guy still tries and he's and he's got it in him. Um, fucking Hodges is a fucking horrible. Hooker this season. He did some good things towards the end of last season, but then at the end of last season, I maintained if we had Ballin in that last game, we would have won to get through to the semi-final. Um, the one they narrowly lost to the Bulldogs. But um, Hodges throws these fucking balloon passes from fucking dummy half, and when you've got like a strong fucking forward pack that you're up against, that extra fucking second that they get to fucking get to the ball runner is gold. Like, it just fucking shuts it down. It's like you give you, the, you get the feeling that they're fucking offside the whole game, but they're not. It's just because he's throwing these fucking lollipops. Let me give you arcing. my experience as an underage coach, Nathan, and I think this really <laughs> relates to what you're talking about. 
let me tell you it helps when you have a kid that is quite skillful and can throw a fucking quick ball um, from first receiver. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying this just because he's my son. Yeah. He's also one of the smallest kids on the fucking field. What doesn't help <laughs> is when one of the smallest kids on the fucking field is getting those sort of balloon passes <laughs> Gets that dummy half, cream. and the referee's not enforcing the rule that the defensive line can't move until the first receiver touches the ball. So they're already sprinting off at that stage, yeah. Fuck me. Paul little cunt's got to put some... Quick Hospitalised. F- he's, got, he's got to put some footwork on <laughs> and fire out of, you know, try and get them back deeper and he's trying to yell at them and fucking fire these laser <laughs> balls after, you know, some Polynesian, young Polynesian gentleman is about to poleaxe him. It just... It makes such a fucking difference when you can see that the level of service that, that halves get from really good dummy yeah, halves. Exactly. And there's more to being a, a good dummy half than being, you know, th- there's a lot to being a good dummy half. You've got to be the fittest guy on the field. You have to have the best pass in the fucking team. Uh-huh. Both that, directions. That is a n- not negotiable. Yep, yep. Your entire, pl- all your play comes from that guy. Mm-hmm. Every play. Yep. Pretty well. What, 90% of it? Yep. If he's got a fucking dud pass, 90% of your plays aren't going to be had, optimum efficiency. And the funny thing is, this fucking guy has been dominating New South Wales Cup. How fucking poor is that competition if that sort of shit can, can be well, abided? I think you get guys like him that are, are nippy, out of, like yeah. quick, and can get that first quick couple of steps so they're ahead and boom, they're, they're pumping off. In the NRL... No. You can't yeah. compensate for deficiencies in your game by overcompensating with, with other yeah. areas, you know? Yeah. You've got to be... If you're quick, that's great. You've still got to have a fucking good pass. Yeah. You've still got to be able to defend in the middle. You still have to be have a level of fitness that, that yeah. and I think, is able and I think to his defense is, I think his defence is okay, although he is like a round-the-legs kind of guy, which is punished in today's game. But also, I think that 80-minute NRL, I think he did get tired towards the end of the game as well. Uh, You know, he's been known for this week, but honestly, they need to fucking say, look, foreign, you get in their dummy half. You know, Felita, you get in there at 5'8". Fucking, you know, do it that way. Get some decent fucking ball out of there because otherwise... It just makes such a fucking difference. Oh, and it made such a difference against a fucking decent side like the Roosters, you know. Um, Well, the Roosters get... Their line speed is is as good as anyone else in the NRL anyway. Yeah. So... Give it an got, extra second or something. You've got that to deal yeah. with, and then you're getting a shit ball from dummy half. It gets, yep. it, Cherry Evans is a fantastic player. Yep. It, it, I don't give a fuck if it's Jesus Christ in the number seven jersey. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, and, 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 I'm, and I'm not going to put uh, too much shit on um, on Hiku and, and Tafua this week, because at the end of the day... You've been doing it all season. Those, well, yeah, I've been doing it all season, but they, it wasn't like they were fucking... It wasn't like Hiku was doing his usual thing where he was chained to the centre third of the field. It was it was just the fact that the forwards were so fucked that, you know, that the other guys had to compress to kind of, you know, take care of them. And then when it was spread, then, you know, they were found found wanting on the edges. I mean, that's not their fault. I mean, there's, there's that many numbers to spare when your forwards aren't doing their fucking job. And, I mean, I would hope that they'd do their job. Like, Starling, I mean, no wonder he's on the list of potatoes to get fucking sacked because... My God, that cunt's fucking useless and he's got shithouse hands. Just fucking hopeless cunt. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, I'd love to fucking keep Willie for another year. It's, it's not going to happen from what I'm from what I'm hearing, but, you know, I feel bad for that dude because, I mean, he's actually one that's put in all year. Um, but, yeah, the rest of them, go fuck yourselves. 
Uh, Cruzy I'd love 06. to see Willie Mason at the Tigers. I'm fucking filthy that it didn't happen a few years ago yeah. when they were looking at him. It's probably possible. It happened a couple of times when folks were strength and conditioning case they were looking at him and, and folks knocked it on the head. Oh, because of attitude problems when you're dealing with him over mm. the dogs. It was a personality clash probably. Cruzy 06. Let's just say it was a hash penultimate display. Hash pentastic performance. Uh, at Highway. Jeez, it feels good to be on the right side of one of these scorelines at Brookie for once. Hash represent. Must be their little thing. A voodoo Rock. Team clearly didn't rate 2v. Haven't given a toss the last two weeks. Fucking true that. Jake underscore Chook. Manly's undefeated premiership run remains alive. <laughs> the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 35 defeated the Parramatta Eels 28 at the Pillow Fortress. Uh, look at your winning record, cunts. Um, just under 12,000 people in attendance. And uh, the Sharkies, 35, came from a double to Fecky. Latelli, Lewis, Bakuya, and Ennis also with tries. Uh, Gordon, four of six conversions, a penalty goal, and Holmes with a field goal. And where are we? The Eels, tries two. Morgan, Semi, Alvaro, Robinson, DeGoyce, four of five goals to Luke Kelly. I think Michael Ennis is a real X factor for the finals for the Sharkies. Um, it, it does pain me to say it he's having a hell of a season um there was plenty of people including myself that thought he was well and truly done and dusted um and was probably looking to collect the last one last paycheck at the sharks before fading off into obscurity um well with the exception of his media career i guess but he's he's taken him to another level he's provided mm. fucking more crash ball try assists than any player in the fucking game this season and his leadership, he scored a, you know, a try to ice the game. His work out of dummy half just really fucking makes up for the fact that you've got fucking Jeff Robson there. And Jeff Robson, he's a lucky charm, mate. They can't win without him. If the Sharks make the grand final yeah. and they're not playing against Manly, yeah. they're playing against any other any of the other teams in contention. Yeah. He's a little soft spot. Fuck no. Oh, it depends. If they're playing like, you know, the Broncos, Cowboys, Dogs, Storm, yeah, any, fuck yeah. Any of the other teams in contention pretty well, yeah. No, no. If they're playing if they're playing like uh if they're playing the Roosters, I wouldn't back them. You'd rather see the Roosters win over the Sharks. Fucking oath. Oh for the Super League. Fuck Super League for yeah, life. Right. Jihad never ends, motherfucker. Cool. They can suck a dick. If they didn't want to fucking be jihaded then they shouldn't have gone to Super League. Wow. Simple as that. Fucking never forget. Never. I uh I don't really know what to say to that, but I will say that if the Sharkies make the grand final, there's yeah. a little part of me that, that wouldn't mind seeing them get up. That little part would be your penis. Oh, not that little. <laughs> not that little part. I think uh, Cronulla might just shake the stigma that surrounds that entire club and their, and their entire fan base uh, and have some success if... Valentine Holmes is a one-club man. He, that kid's got a fucking massive future. And I want to talk about Jackson Hastings being a future millionaire. That kid, he's he's going to be something else. He has the potential to sign a massive contract that the Sharks may not be able to financially fulfil. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, he's going to sign a piece of paper with a big number on it. That's my point. And he's going to believe that he's going to be a millionaire. Whether he actually ends up with that money in his bank account it remains to be seen. I thought this was a really, really solid game. Um, it was highly competitive. 
both sides really put in, and and it was pretty tough through the forwards. And Parra gave a good account of themselves. Uh, and I, I think come the finals time, um, we're only a week out now, and Cronulla will really appreciate that hit out. Um, good work out for their forwards, but Parra threw a fair bit at them um, on the edges, uh, which, you know, they're going to cop a fair bit of that with some of the sides that they're going to have to meet in the finals if they're going to um, make any headway there. So, uh, nice little prep for the finals for the Sharkies and, and a good solid win. Shutter 86. Jeez, it must be awkward eating a bag of dicks when you've got a semi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ben, so Para may, not have, used to it. Yeah, Para may not have deserved to win, but we deserve better than this finish. Tough viewing. Oh, fucking Crimea River. <laughs> you sit there and take your medicine for 80 minutes? <laughs> exactly. You fucking chose to support Parramatta at some stage in your life. Fucking reap the whirlwind. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 20 defeat the Newcastle Knights 18 at Hunter. 23,604 in attendance for Old Boys Day, and the Knights did bring it like they tend to do on Old Boys Day. Doggies 20 came from tries to Rona, Lafay, Cook, Pritchard, uh, what have we got? Tim Lafayette with a conversion by one of two. The Knights 18 came from tries to Tarek Sims, Kirk Gidley, Nathan Ross, and uh, one conversion to Gidley and two to Tyrone Roberts. Something we said for Old Boys Day and something we said for giving an old boy the coaching gig <laughs> if the Knights' yeah. recent performances are anything to go by. Very, very competitive in this game and, uh, uh, you know. Unuate fucking mistake or it was actually, was it Ross that hogged at that time and should have passed it for, yeah. for someone trailing in? Look, yeah. Uate had a couple. Yeah. Had a couple of horrible... I mean, the one right at the end, probably... You, you, well, you'd want to say it wasn't going to really have an effect on the game. It was, you know, the siren had gone, etc. but... One chance. And he takes yeah. one... And he takes one play, but... Yeah. The one prior to that, Jesus fucking Christ, that was a horrible drop. <laughs> Just... They had he's, Look, he's had a spectacular fall from Grace Uate. Like, he's, he's still, you know, he's a big, fast guy, strong yeah. guy. He's, and the team, he's the team's declined a plays, lot. But so he's kind of, like, become less noticeable, like, amongst the the rubble that the whole mm. team is. But, yeah, he's... Uh, it's it, Look, we may have to consider re- renaming him. You the Uate the, funeral. The party's over, mate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the <Uate> wake. <laughs> <laughs> you aftermath (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about Nathan Ross that motherfucker's El Presidente of the Nathan Ross fan club imagine how worn out the mirrors in that cunt's house are (laughs) 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 looking great today Nathan I think so too Nathan love your work Nathan love you too buddy Um, pass it to me Nathan (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ he I mean his mirrors in his house may be worn out, but they're a good place to have a look at himself after one of his numerous hideous fuck-ups. Because he has some monumental cock-ups in his game. Yeah. Um, does some good things, some spectacular stuff too, don't yep. get me wrong. But, Jay to um, try. Went great. Sorry? Jay to try. He did. Yeah. Cooked another. <laughs> Cooked a win. <laughs> As it turned out. Damien Cook. Stand-in hooker for Michael Leisha. Oh. He might just murder Michael Leisha's career before he has a chance to get back. I was fucking having this conversation with someone and they're disagreeing with me, but... Because th- the dogs don't own, owe Michael Leisha anything. He's only, like, just just jumped over. Like, exactly. You know, he's he's like, only just come on board. They probably signed him to a fair bit of coin. That He could be in England next season. 
Well, I don't know about going that far, but I mean, there's, 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 but I will go so far as say he doesn't come back. Damien Cook fucking goes on a run through the finals and calves. Yeah, well, what you would say for next year then would be that there will be competition for that position. That's that's what you would get. There would be competition for the position, but that competition. Would Honestly, only be able to sustain itself. Jake Mamo. Yeah, it would, it would only go for a year, pitch. though. That competition would only go for a year because I mean they can't afford to, to house sure. house the upgraded contract of Cook mm. and then like a you know presumably a decent sized contract for for Alicia. Mm. So yeah, then one of them would have to move on, and you know if 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 Cook's the one that's still doing it in first grade, uh, a lot's been made and and rightfully so about Jake Mamo's speed. Yeah. <laughs> Some mangy fucking hooker from reserve grade <laughs> with a half... He can't even grow a moustache properly. <laughs> Looks up and says, Jake Mamo, fuck you. Turns on the afterburners, he outruns him, stands him up like a bitch. It was brilliant. Loved it. Solid win for the dogs. Um, Lucky you Pritchard, Pritchard going to be out? Um, for long? Uh, yes. He'd have some prize, fuck. Yeah, I honestly, he just forget. has to I'm breathe on someone now. Yeah. He's out for fucking twelve weeks. Um, so that you know that that'll be something you're going to have to deal with. But I just feel like the dogs are building nicely. Clemmer, come finals time, he'll lift. Um, James Graham, going about his business. I think they're getting a bit more out of Cassiano than what I expected them to at the moment. Yeah. Um, He's always... Cassiano, fucking like, up until this game, I think he was three man of the matches in a row. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's always on a knife edge when yeah. you've got a man that size on biscuit ankles. He's, he's got the ankles of a shunter and the body of a chapo. Yeah. Like that, those things don't go well They together. mix. They don't mix. It's a volatile combination. Very, very much so. But, um, yeah, the, the, the Bulldogs are definitely a force to be reckoned with. And there's not, there's not enough people making noise about it. They're just doing that fucking Des Hasler thing of just going about their business, going under the radar, and then all of a sudden they show up in a grand final and no one wants them there. And, um, and James Graham loses it again. Yeah. <laughs> Another grand final. His point crooked finger of... To lose his uh, 100th coaching. grand final, I believe, he's coming up on. Paul Mac underscore 78. Manu Vadavai is the ultimate rocks or diamonds player, but Jake Mamo is the ultimate rocks and diamonds player. <laughs> Shana 86. Uate Pate dropping pills like it's Wixie's heyday in 2009. Hash allegedly. Hash, why am I so thirsty? That's experience talking there, son. GT351 underscore Johns. Disappointing after last week's, last week's effort, but I'll take the two and a spot in the finals. Let's go, Bulldogs. Let's go. Now time for more booze. Mitch the Geo. For sale. One former international winger. Good condition. Requires a new set of hands. Willing to trade for a potato. The Just one potato. <laughs> yeah. uh, DMC Briz. Never said I'm not magnanimous. Gents, there's room on the dog's bandwagon for September. Thanks not, anyway. Thanks anyway, but not necessarily, mate. Melbourne Storm 14 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 6 at Amy Park in front of a crowd of just over 15,000 on Saturday night. The Storm had tries to Bromwich and Chambers, Cameron Smith, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Cowboys, late try to Felt, converted by Jonathan Thurston. Pretty poor conditions in this, this one, and we got the game we were expecting. It was pretty tight. Um... Tight forward and, and through the forwards, there was, there was a lot of hard stuff there in the middle. I thought Cameron Smith, as you'd expect, um, got control of the ruck, and, and despite Granville's best efforts for the Cowboys, that that was the key to victory for the Storm. I, I, I think he really 
it was a good battle, and I, I don't think uh, Granville was was disgraced by any stretch. But just Smith's experience and skill uh, got the forwards just running really nice angles. Um, made the most of the quick play of the balls when they presented themselves, and and just controlled the game from the ruck and in the conditions. That is exactly what was required. Uh, late consolation for the Cowboys to to get them on the board, but make no mistake, this was a shutout in every sense. And Melbourne. I guess they'd have to finish fifth or sixth to get a home final, wouldn't they? Yes. That's how it works? Yes. Um, tough gig for anyone to come down there and, you know, to finish eighth. Yep. You know, if it's the Dragons, to finish eighth and then all manly. Yeah, oh, we beat them down there this year. No problem. We beat them twice. <laughs> we beat them twice this year and one of them was at Amy. So, like, there you go. it's a fucking optimal matchup as far as I'm concerned. There you go. Because the Storm, the thing one is... One-way storm- ticket to week two. Because the, the, the Storm have got these... they got these fucking great performances in them, but then they got the ones where they get done by 20. Sure. Like, so, they're not the consistent Storm that we used to. So, yeah. No, I'd, I'd welcome that matchup. They are fucking bitches. Um... DMC Briz, uh, good to see Thurston continue to press a mortal claim with another premiership-less season. Right for that. Cowboys aren't a threat, peaked mid-season. I agree, 100%. Obviously, you know, Morgan's a, you know, it's a big loss for huge. them. Well, you know, huge loss. But, um, yeah, it was either that or conspiracy. He was going to catch him in the end anyway. Lachlan Coote. Fuck, I've been impressed with his footy this year. Yeah, I feel like he's gone off the boil a little bit. I mean, he was, he, look, there was a time there where he was just fucking golden. Oh, not unstoppable. You know, like I, I just think he's he's doing a lot of fantastic things for him. Um, you know, and some of it's subtle stuff, but just so important. It's, he's back. I, I think he's back to the the level that he was at at Penrith when he was at his best there before his injuries. West Tigers fifty defeat the New Zealand Warriors sixteen at Campbelltown in front of a crowd of fucking six thousand seven hundred and eleven. A little bit to ungrateful say on fucking cunts. Uh, Tigers fifty. I'm sorry, I didn't want to steal your thunder there, but I'm sure I just paraphrased. Uh, tries Farah, Paddy Richards, Luke Brooks, Dean Hallitow, Simona, Kevin Nagama with the fucking worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Like Which one? The fucking the one, one he had in the game or the one today? No, no, the one today fixed the one on the weekend. Because he showed, he looked like a fucking mushroom. He looked like one of those Mario mushrooms. <laughs> Power ups in yeah, Mario. Possibly like, on that hair. Fuck it, looked stupid. It's a thing of beauty. He looked like he was wearing a chef's hat. <laughs> Except it was all fucking made out of black hair. Uh, Nofalim with double and one to power. Fucking rugby league goodness, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, not really. He got he got a try, but I mean, I think he's fairly useless overall. Uh, Paddy Richards, I'm seven of eight. Stop you right there, Nathan. If you're going to say stupid fucking things like that, I am going to have to punch you in the face and knock half your teeth out. I just remember when Manly flogged you, and it was mostly his fault. Down, down that side just, I'm just saying Paddy Richards 7 of 8 conversions and Keefe Galloway they gave him a fucking touchline conversion poor cunt was on a hiding nothing he didn't come close <laughs> he ended up, I think he kicked it he kicked it from about the probably well, probably about the 30 metre line yeah. on the touchline probably ended up in front of the outside upright on the 20 metre line and sort of hooked away and <laughs> sliced back it was pretty poor uh, Warrior 16 tries to Vetti uh, double to Allwood and Lollahaya 2 or 3 conversions this was the rugby league equivalent of kicking a three-legged chihuahua puppy. Um, Warriors quit on their season weeks ago, and you know, having said all that, it was actually nice to see the boys win. Um, giving everything that was going on in and around the club, the Farrah situation, etc., uh, for them to actually play a bit of football and, and look like they were enjoying themselves out there was a welcome change. Um, it was 
it was some slick attack in a, in a you know nothing more than a, a, a training run really but as I said earlier, you've got to wonder where that application has been most of the year. And, uh, you know, you can, if you can play to the coach's game plan to the nth degree and it's not a particularly great game plan, you can still make your effort plays. And and, and I think that's there's there's been some of that missing um, for large parts this season, which is disappointing. Um, just on Campbelltown, and it's a place that's very close to my heart. I spent... A large part of my formative years at Campbelltown Stadium and, and in and around Campbelltown, having grown up there, um, and and I really wish that the Tigers were a much bigger part of the community, and, and a lot of that responsibility has to be taken by the Tigers, but they do actually make attempts and efforts to engage with the community um, and and have a real presence there. And I'm not going to get into the debates as far as the juniors and the local clubs and and how they're represented there, but. If, if you want an NRL team to represent it, that area and and you've got, you know, under 7,000 people rocking up to a game and we've had a we've had a bludger of a season, there's no doubt about it, but 7,000 people to, a, you know, the pinnacle, <laughs> the pinnacle rugby league competition in the world and you get less than 7,000 people to a game. Yeah. In, in, a, in a heartland area yeah. of the sport. Yeah. You've got to have a long, hard look at at, at the, the the viability of that moving forward, and and, and the saddest part is that a, a, I'm not going to say that a huge percentage, but there was a percentage of that of that crowd that were magpies tragic to that are death riding the club. Yep, they want to see that shit. They love it. Exactly. Yeah, they want to see the club die. So take their numbers out, and it looks even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. You know, if they can't get it right and they can't get the community engaged to a level where you're getting solid crowds in a suburban ground, then they need to flick Campbelltown completely. Well, so you want to talk about the game itself then? What well, you have to say on the well, game? Look, look there's it not was, much to like, say at the end of the day. The Warriors absolute cripples ever since fucking Manly took out Johnson. They, it's, it's funny though because, look, I, under, I, I can imagine that their, their attack would suffer and there'd be less points in them. They scored 16 points, but it's... Sean Johnson isn't standing out behind the defensive line, marshalling the troops and telling everyone who their man is and, He's really and where, where there's a need. He's not that fucking guy. So for their defence to absolutely capitulate, not this, just this game, last week was the same scoreline. The weeks before haven't been fucking kind to them either. They must have conceded in the vicinity of 300 points over the last six games. I want to say the Warriors are out of shape. You look at Charlie Gubb, you look at Lola Hare, um... Oh, fuck, who was the, the winger on the on the left? I can't remember his name. And there was about half a dozen players that are carrying far too much pud yeah, for but 20, 25 weeks into the season. Yeah, but they fucking, you know, when they had Sean Johnson there, it didn't really matter. They were on a roll, they were looking, like, looking like fucking specials with top yeah, four. Yeah, you look at the videos that have come out in the last day or so, they've, they've quit on their season and it's disappointing because... You know they were right in the mix there. Yeah, but if you were if you were in the mix, you, you'd still fucking go and watch Genuine. If he was doing a concert down the road, there's nothing to say that he was fucking. There's nothing to say that I was fucking getting drunk or fucking you know. I don't know. Your fucking it's not a good or look. It's not a good look. Two days before a game. Yeah. 
would you go and watch genuine well like he only has that fucking pony song in my opinion so why would you know why would you pay money for one song watch the video clip and remember what it was like in the 90s I mean fucking yeah that, that was like 20 years ago too that one song I remember uh, just cranking that out in the club just getting my moves on that's fucking disgusting I was a hit with the ladies disgusting mental picture but yeah, I mean, Ma- it was, imagine really ladies, but look, ladies tigers, tigers. I, like I love the way they beat up on these cripples. I'm hoping for an exact replica, perhaps even more damaging next of the, the, this coming week. And uh, I know you got it in, boys. Finish on a big, big high for Robbie John seventeen. If you beat a team that's been in Bali for two months, did it ever really happen? <laughs> Hash, we gave up when Sean's bones did. Hash, twenty sixteen premiers. Yeah, there's still a fucking weakness in coaching and mental toughness in that club. That, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, Tuvasa Czech and that are going to cover. Real Jedi. Well, it appears the Tigpies players have had a weight lifted off their shoulders since punting Wobby. Much happier group. Hash TID. Arpop. Is G enjoying this, or does it just piss you off even more knowing they can play like this? Hash Tigers in decline, just not today. That's why I've been pissed off all season, because I know they can play like that. Yeah, you just need play teams. That, you know, if 15 other teams... Lost their, their their will to live and and chief playmaker, you guys would be undefeated premiers. The biggest tiger, gods of rugby league looked down upon Sea Town and said, "Robbie Farrow will score a try," and there was much rejoicing. Hash the Farrow years. The Gold Coast Titans twenty eight. <laughs> Did the right thing and defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 26 up at Seabus. They call it at 12,500 now. I, 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 I had 12,500 people, Nathan. 12, I, had the, I counted all the people in the Eastern Grandstand. And I can't remember what the figure was, but it was fucking... It was like 850 or something. It was a couple, yeah, well, it wasn't that many. There's no way there was 12,000 people there, especially because they had almost the entire sections at the ends cut off too. They just had those little corner pieces open. Um, anyway, the Titans 28 came from tries of Parsi. Um, a double to Dave Taylor, critical double. David Mead with a double, LG 4 or 5 conversions. Uh, Dragons 26 came from tries to Rain, Widdop, Cooper and Benji himself, 4 or 4 conversions and a penalty goal for Widdop. A case to be made for refs' fault in this game, but the Dragons are supposedly a finals-bound side. They really should have disposed of the Titans uh, relatively easily, I would have thought. Could have expected a tough battle up front uh, for, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes, but after that I would have expected Benji and Widdop um, and Dugan to to take control of the game and, and steer the Dragons home, but it wasn't to be, and they, they couldn't quite get it together, and the Titans kept coming and, and were willing the whole day, and... And, and come away with a pretty tidy victory, I have to say. And this is the same. This is the same ridiculous performance from the Titans, where they had no respect for the ball and no respect for possession and no respect for defence. But instead of punishing them when they when when they dropped it or you know whatever, there was one time they got punished for that intercept. But otherwise, the Dragons just didn't didn't punish them enough. And as a result, the game stayed close enough. I think if if the Dragons do make the eight. <laughs> A focused Benji uh, and a fired-up Benji... Can't do shit without Widdop. Eh. He might, he might even be enough to, to get them some way towards a victory in week one, but they're going to have to get more out of their forwards to go any further, and they're going to have to really stand up and, and be counted. I'm not convinced that they have that in them. Last time when they played with just just Benji, when they had the Bellin... Well, it was, oh no, they did play with Widdop or was it... Widdop, yeah, Benji yeah. didn't play in that game. So actually they're the good player and they got fucking pantsed. 
And <laughs> yeah, look, the dragons have only beaten terrible sides like like knights, tigers, warriors, warriors since like the first half of the season. They had a massive losing streak, about seven games or so in between. They're not a very good team. Yeah. They're abso- absolutely can't beat the fucking tigers, mate. Didn't they beat the tigers? Who was the other team they beat? <sighs> You just said terrible t- teams and, and said the Tigers. It was automatically like default. <laughs> Jerk. But you know, one of those shit, one of those shitty teams. You know, so the, the same ballpark. Um, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that like they, they don't deserve to make the finals, and they, they'll be cannon fodder when they do. I, I, just, I can't believe you ever talked about Dave Taylor. He's played. That was the I fucking. Try not to talk that, about Dave Taylor. That was the greatest game of his career. He was in everything, <laughs> terrorising them. I can't believe that LG, I mean, it must have been experience on his half, but he should have fucking given him the ball. He should have given him crash balls fucking five or six all more day. times, and they would have they would have really done manly assault and really knocked some for and against off the dragons because Taylor was unstoppable, and then he pulls out the cheeky try from dummy half. Just plants the ball over. He gets the white line fever, as he's been known to do. Boom, puts it over. He had some mistakes in his game too, some spectacular... But then he had that. Who was it that was coming down the other end and he fucking rock bottomed him like just like he was belted him and then did a hamstring. Oh, <laughs> getting up just tremendous. Like that game encapsulated his entire career, Absolutely. the best and the worst, but far more of the best than we've seen since he used to play alongside Carmichael Hunt. Like just big guy done done amazing. Um, <laughs> and just to think that that, that fucking fat touchy could assist Manly. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was so invested in this fucking game, obviously, because the stakes were high, personally, for me. And so, I mean, I've never cheered Dave Taylor on in my life. Like <laughs> uh, you're a fickle, fickle man. I am, but, I mean, fucking lines on me, big boy. You deserve them. You fucking earned the shit out of them. At Angry Stink. Watching Titans vs. Dragons with Survivor by Destiny's Child in the background seems appropriate. I'm Manly, the true hash team of Destiny. I'm gonna make it. It's Matthew. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> we actually won a fucking game. Too bad that cunts couldn't do it more regularly. <laughs> That's an ungrateful fan. I think at the stage of the season, if you're winning games... Shit fan. Take them. It's like winning on a... It's ending the season on a happier note. Uh, at Hammers. In a shit season, the team of dysentery rises off the stinky cellar floor <laughs> and on the glory asterisk. G Campbell underscore 88. Wonder where all the people telling Nate that Manly have no chance at the finals have gone. Somehow it's still possible. Don't I know it? One more week of fun speculation. <laughs> and then it's business, serious business of finals footy. Uh, at Troy underscore 79. Great win, Titans. Eat a dick, Dugan, you cunting cunt. See, that's better insult. When the Dragons played the Broncos, there's an old old mate from about three rows behind us. Yeah. Not a particularly huge Josh Dugan fan. Be yelling out every time Dugan did something or didn't make a break when he touched the ball. Be like, suck a fart, Dugan. Really? Commit to it, mate. Yeah. Or if that's the best you've got, just fucking end it. Just, just, end yourself. Just, just, just be quiet. Yeah. No, just be quiet. It. Yeah. Suck a fart, Dugan. That's not entertaining, mate. No. You know what's entertaining? Me at the footy. That's entertaining. Watch and learn, bitch. You should say nothing. Big just one? keep it to yourself. Let people enjoy the game so some fucking idiot gobbing off. Lang Park's fucking full on too. Shut up, mate. Fuck me, dude. Never forget that time at the Shut Origin. Shut up, Nathan. Fucking game two of Origin in probably 2000 and 
2001, maybe. I think it was, it was either 2000 or 2001. Probably more likely 2001. There was a bunch of people from overseas who'd never seen a game of rugby league before. An Irish mate. And he's just like, just he's just yelling out random shit because like, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, fucking kick the cunt. <laughs> he didn't to play against Sumer on the weekend, did he? <laughs> and this fucking woman in front of us, fucking just like the boganest bogan you've ever seen in your life. And she just fucking turns around and she goes, stop fucking swearing those fucking kids around. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, all right. I don't even. I don't think she would even understand the fucking word irony. Canberra Raiders thirty-four defeat the Penrith Panthers eighteen. GIO crowd of was that fucking better or worse than the Tigers game? Let me just check. It's ballpark. Let me just fucking check the figures. Ooh, six, seven, eleven plays. Six, seven, seventeen. So they had six more people through the gates down there in Canberra, and uh, the six Raiders. Penrith nerds made the trek. Yeah, Canberra's thirty-four came from tries to Williams, Croker, Kennedy, Fenson, Baptiste, and Wanga. Five or six conversions to uh, ulterior's. Uh, Penrith Panthers eighteen came from tries to Sugiaro, Lewis Brown, and William Smith. And uh, well, we got conversion from uh, Sowie and a two from two for Coruscant. Blake Austin, back to form in a nothing game against a struggling side. Typical. He had some uh, had some rough games there in in recent times when uh, the Raiders were still a chance to make the eight. I'm, I'm a bit concerned he might be a flat track bully. No, yeah, no, no. The games are on the line. The games were there to be taken. Don't, don't and, uh, say that about. You know, don't, they don't had to beat that. teams like the Tigers. He couldn't get it done. He had his worst game of the season against the Tigers. Yeah. There's a case to be made. I've had some rough losses, but this was the game where Penrith had clearly given up. <laughs> can't blame them, really. It's been a fucking long, hard season. But much the, like Manly's... After the fucking raps we gave them, though, like, you know, they've got the injuries and everything, but they're fucking, like, they're, they're trying. They're yeah. competing real hard. Absolutely. You know? this, they, they didn't compete hard in no. this game. <laughs> it was fucking Capitulated. Absolutely. Um, I... I think they're going to be a fantastic side, Penrith. Yeah, one um, year if they get the fucking biscuits out. Yeah, they, they do have some um, biscuit problems. They're um, when were they great though? Like, was it 2010 or 11? Which is the year though? Was it? It was. Someone took the biscuits from the cook cookie jar and put them into the fucking bones of the of the players running out onto the field. Yeah. Um. Oh, just my only comment on the 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 white and tackle tackle on Soward. Um. Clearly contact with the head, fucking no doubt about it. Penalty 100% of the Penalty time. on report. Um, a mild charge of, you know, head-high tackle charge. Like, nothing, you know... I'm not talking about serious grading. Give him a one. Careless. He's never... You know, but... Oh, fuck me dead. It's only that Whiten isn't as big as Inglis, but it wasn't that far off Inglis on Dean Young. Oh, that was a fucking different story altogether, I reckon. Absolutely fucking oh, obliterated. Yeah, but you have to you have to take into account. He almost killed that fucking dude. Well, you have to take into account the size of Greg Inglis. Yeah, the power that he's. Yeah, but the size of Dean Young Jack as well. Yeah, we're talking about little guys. Killed someone, didn't kill someone, still got paid. Exactly. Um, my only comment is that by saying there was no contact with the head, and clearly seeing Jamie Soward was fucking 
had been annihilated. Yeah, guess what? You don't get knocked out with this, you know, without some contact. The referee was essentially saying that it was perfectly feasible to assume that Jamie Saab was knocked out cold by a hard tackle. Yep. It's Jamie Saab's soft tag is, is played against him, even even with the officials. Yep. yep. <laughs> They're like. Oh, it's Jamie Soud. He's he's been hit in a in a hard legal tackle and just hit knocked him, him hit out. Hit him that hard around the hips and you fucking be out. <laughs> <laughs> just, I think that's a pretty sad indictment on people's opinion on Jamie Soud. If Mick Crocker can get knocked out by a football <laughs> to the jaw, if uh, fucking Jamie Soud can get knocked out by a fucking non-head contact tackle, just, it's just fucking physics, bitch. <laughs> I just think it was. Oh, I, I suspect they've looked at the victim and went, "Oh, it's Jamie Soud." <laughs> Absolutely should have been a penalty. I think it's ridiculous anyone who said it shouldn't be a penalty. The flip side is you had the people go, oh, baying for a send-off. I mean, fucking come on. In this day and age, it's very, very difficult to get sent off. If there had to be a swinging arm involved, I'd be inclined to think you'd have a better chance at it. It would have had to have been two vicious headbutts in a scrum to get a send-off. It's the only thing you get that, that gets you sent off these days. Yeah. Vicious, fucking heinous crimes against humanity headbutting in a scrum. Yeah, but it looks like the Panthers have given up and they're going to be uh, rolling on to a uh, Spoonapalooza. Who weekend. would have thought, you know, that... <sighs> oh, mate, it's a shame that they didn't Penrith win... Penrith are a shot at getting the spoon. It's a shame that they didn't win this game because it would have set up seven teams all in the same amount of points. And <sighs> so a fucking real super Spoonapalooza weekend of action where, you know, like a couple of teams were safer than others thanks to for and against, but no one's truly safe unless you got that two points, you know? Yeah. But um, unfortunately, we've you know that's blown, and there's only about three teams that can get it. Uh, what can the Tigers? Tigers could probably finish somewhere around eleventh, couldn't they? If they beat the Dragons by a decent score. Hopefully, I hope you guys finish tenth. I hope you get. I hope you you add a hundred to your four and against. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking wonderful? <laughs> Twenty. Yeah, look, we'd have to res- rely on a few results, but I can imagine that. Yeah. Uh, after everything that's been said and done, if we finished 11th. <laughs> close competition this year, man. Uh, Solzy04. The cat in the hat got jacked. Hash pay the man. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. My season highlight was Jack the Ripper sitting the cat in the hat on his ass. Jack the Ripper. Hash pew pew spew. I don't think he <laughs> sat him on his ass. I mean, he clearly right, ironed him out with an illegal tackle. Come on. Broke uh, his face. Yeah, Warriors suck balls. Uh, Sent this to Canberra. Said, stop celebrating tries in this game. You aren't in the postseason. Instead of Bali, go to Broken Hill. <laughs> Previews for the final week of the uh, 2015 NRL Telstra Premiership, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Thursday night football, the Brisbane Broncos take on the Melbourne Storm. Difficult round this one because you just don't know who's going to get sat down and things like yeah. that. And I think if you're tipping... Ben Hunt, rested. Yeah, if you're in tipping comps, I would be tipping this shit on a game-by-game basis and I'd be waiting until you see the final team sheets rock out for these games because you just don't fucking know. Especially when some results go certain ways. I think players will sit depending on results before them. I think that doggies game coming up is a real danger game for dogs to sit down because if it becomes a meaningless game for them, then they might trot out their Reggies against the Warriors. Yeah. You know? Um, but we've got the Broncos and Storm first on Thursday night. This one already. Um, ben Hunt sitting down for um, young Ash Taylor. Uh, it's funny. Now he, can get his, now he can get his first grade debut for the Broncos and the Titans can't claim that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's Wayne. A bit of trolling from, uh, from the master coach himself. I think, uh, I think Brisbane will still win. Uh, I think so. Finish the season on a high and... Uh, 
Melbourne solid win last week. They haven't been all that convincing in recent weeks, and uh, I think the Broncos will still be up after uh, after their last performance. And um, want to give themselves a shot at the minor premiership. Yeah, I think I, I think so. they've got plenty to play for, and I, I think they'll perform well. Sydney Roosters take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs Allianz Friday night football grudge match. She's yeah, on the other foot now. Fucking interesting game to have in round twenty six. Roosters top of their game. It's funny though; they always play in the last couple of rounds, don't they? Mm. It was, um, was it for the minor premiership stuff last year or the year before. They had the because they were playing round one too. Yeah, yeah. So. Look, I think the Roosters are at the top of their game at the moment. Yeah, South are absolute South shambles. Are off. But if anything's going to get the best out of South, it'll be this game. So I think you need to tread a little bit carefully before you start jumping on the Roosters. No, Inglis, no fucking chance. Alex Johnson, no fullback. Yeah. The Roosters are going to win by fucking 26 points minimum. Um, you Bank can make it. a valid point. No, Inglis, I think South... I think they will lift for the game. They'll be a whole lot better than they were last week. And I don't think they'll get blown out. But um, They'll lift until they can't. First 20 minutes, okay. If the Roosters blow away in that first 20 minutes, here comes a cricket score. But I think the lifting... I don't, I don't think do, it'll be a cricket score, but I think the Roosters will, will, will get a hard-fought victory. Yeah, I can't stress for hard... How, I, can't, I cannot stress, stress hard enough how fucking little I rate South's chances of winning the competition from this point. Mm-hmm. I just think they're fucking done. Uh, Penrith Panthers, speaking of done, Spooner Palooza, live from the muddy puddle at 3pm Saturday. Penrith Panthers take on the Newcastle Knights. Last time we get to see the cheerleaders. and um, that's, that's a sad And it's good to see him in the, It's good to see him in the marquee games, though, like Spooner Palooza. Yeah. Getting the exposure they deserve. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not when the exposure they get from sex yeah. pests. <laughs> yeah. The exposure that sex pests conjure up in their fucking little pea-sized brains. Now, the Knights. What month were they? April premiers. <laughs> Versus March. you know the Panthers. You know this five-year plan. It's going to have to be a ten-year plan. The way the biscuits are going. But fuck. The Knights are actually playing okay. They've dug themselves out of the spoon over the last couple of weeks and almost put themselves clear with that game last week. Their form recently has been good. It appears to me that the Panthers have pretty much given up. They've got another injury this week, wasn't it? Like a kidney laceration or something to Bryce Cartwright? So he's he fucking named. Gone. I thought he was in hospital. He had a kidney laceration or some shit and he's Jesus out. So Christ. maybe this has happened today and the teams were named on Tuesday oh, afternoon. Okay, yep. But I just checked that. Um, but I think he's out. Yeah, he lacerated kidney. Yeah, it was sour. How would play based on concussion protocols after last week? Yeah, shouldn't happen. He was fucking knocked out cold. So, look, I just think that, oh, yeah, this is, you know... they might Knights they, will win. They might lift it home for the Spooner Palooza, but I think that the Knights have just gone better at the moment. Sure. And unfortunately, Penny, you're going to get Spoon. Wow. Who would have fucking imagined it's that shit? Unfathomable. Yeah. So, we move on to Saturday afternoon. St. George Illawarra Dragons versus West Tigers. The second most critical game of the weekend. This one. Look, potentially... We'd out for this game, potentially the season. Well, this game is the season for the Dragons, I presume. I'm, I'm a little bit torn, Nathan. Quite frankly, the Dragons have a number of lippy fans that do like to kick me. Um, but mainly do have a huge amount of lippy fans that also like to kick me. <laughs> um, and I'd have to say that the Dragons um, have a lesser amount of lippy fans they like to kick me. Um, although quite vocal. 
And for that reason, I think I'm going to uh, tip the West Tigers to beat the Dragons. Very, very convincingly. If the Tigers can beat the Dragons and very open convincingly, the door. open the door. You will be the second most popular fucking this week in league host with Manly fans if they fucking win. Believe me. I'd like to think I'm, I'm already that. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I mean is... if I'm not, who the fuck has taken my place? <laughs> well, this is presumably one of the co-hosts that they never kick. Right. Because they don't remember who they are. Okay. But you, they love to kick. They do. But I think that there might be a moratorium. In fact, I'm going to call for a moratorium or 2015 kicking of Glenn yeah. from Manly fans. No, we'd have... If the Tigers, Tigers could do a job... No, we'd have, Benji has to take it all upon himself. He'll try too hard because it's the Tigers. Any other team, they'd, the Dragons would probably win. Benji will try, overplay his hand because it's the Tigers and he wants to try and prove a point because that's how his ego rolls. West Tigers will capitalise on that and, uh, and run away with a victory somewhere in the vicinity of 40 points. And, with, and the beautiful thing is with for and against, you know, it's the offence and the defence. Mm. And like I'm not saying the, t- the Tigers have got great defence, but when you take their fucking one stellar weapon and creative person that they have in their side out in Widdop, who has been, you know, carrying the structure of the side, you know, ben- Benji's going to be throwing intercepts and shit over the sidelines and giving Kicks them a out on the full. And- yeah. I think that look, I I believed that the Tigers would would always win this game. I wasn't sure if they could win it like massively convincingly, like like I'd like them to. But with wit about, I think that the door is open now. The Tigers can do a job. Fucking end the season on a fantastic note for the fans. You know, the Tigers fans will be like, "Great, we fucking won a game by sixty three points. That's incredible." <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then oh, fucking why not win by a hundred? So then that way, if Manly. Only lose by a certain amount, then they, <laughs> still, <laughs> then they still go through. <laughs> Takes all the pressure off. Um, Teddy, four tries. I can get around him. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Gold Coast Titans at 1300 Teeth Stadium, Saturday night, 7.30 game. Look, I think the Cowboys are shot, but they're not that shot. Yeah, I don't think there's any way the Cowboys lose this game, especially at home. Titans played their grand final last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, could Dave Taylor replicate his, his telephone? No, no, he can't. No, he can't. Because no, he's never done it, ever. <laughs> never never back-to-back, ever. Uh, so I'd like to think that the Cowboys are going to win this game. But you know what? I'm very curious to see how the game goes because I don't think the Cowboys have got a lot left. And um, maybe they can get themselves back on track or get some confidence by really, really flogging the shit out of the Titans. But the Titans have still got that, you know, they've got that danger, you know, around the spoon too. They've uh, done really well lately. They won themselves some games that I didn't think they were going to win to get themselves out of that position. But they're one of the teams in the danger zone, so they do have something to play for as well. It's not going to be enough, though. Parramatta Eels take on the Canberra Raiders at the Pillow Fortress. This one. Really fucking hard. I mean, Parramatta have lifted of late. They Uh, played pretty well against the Sharkies. Canberra... Canberra backing up on Monday night football is the only thing that makes me want to tip the heels. And how do you rate that performance against Penrith? Tell me, Penrith was it was they were almost like the Warriors in that they didn't really have any resistance or anything like that. So, look, I think the Eels are going to do it. Hate to say it, but I think the Eels are going to do it. Yep, I agree. Uh, Cronulla Solon Sharks take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at the tip Sunday afternoon, Father's Day. It's my day, Destiny Day, D Day. I'd like to see the Tigers win by 40 and then the Sharks win by one. Well, no, because we got to, the differential's like 60, so you got to win by 60 and then Sharks win by one. Something like that, right? No, I don't, I don't want Manly to play final football. 
It's not very nice. I'm not a very nice person. So, Manly, they're going to know what to do. If the if the Titans can do their fucking... The Tigers can do their job, I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's not a short they thing. They haven't done a job all season. If they can do their job, Manly will know the exact total they need to. I know that Cherry Evans and Brett Stewart have they've had the media media comments this week already. They know that, you know, if, they, if the doors open... It's only going to be open if they can fucking pile on points. So I can imagine there's going to be a lot of creative shit going on, and uh, hopefully some spectacular rugby league, the likes we saw to flog the Broncos and so on and so on. Um, at the end of the day, you've got to remember, fucking the Seagulls got to remember that Cronulla. They've won fucking nothing. These cunts don't want it. We fucking do. Just look at your fucking teammates. See the desire. Look to people like you know Steve Matai, fucking Jamie Lyon. People who've been there before. They've fucking done it before. Fire up and use the power of fucking, you know, players past like Ben Kennedy. Draw on fucking manly greats. They had that fucking toughness. Anthony Watmo, Glenn Stewart. Well, look, except for them. Don't look at them <laughs> because they're King. fucking broken. Yeah. Jason, Jason King, fucking tremendous. Brent Kite, look at the fucking true guys. <laughs> Adam Cuthbertson. And fucking, Adam Cuthbertson. Fucking Felini Mateo pops them offload, son. You're going to have runners. Everyone's going to be ball hawking because they all want to score tries. Everyone wants to get that try that puts them over the four and against fucking level. And people say it can't be done. People are putting quotes. Congratulations, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, on your victory. People say it can't be fucking done, but you know what else used to, people used to say, Glenn? They used to say the earth was flat. Do you know what else people used to say? Do you know what else they used to say, Glenn? Please enlighten me, Nathan. They used to, people used to say, you can't win a grand final 40-0. They used to say that sort of shit. But this fucking team, this team has proven that anything is possible. They prove- Put fucking Kevin Garnett in. He'll fucking show you that shit. Manly <laughs> proved that the world was flat. I, I, don't get, I, don't know, I don't get what you're trying to... I don't get your point. I don't really see where you're coming from. Manly are going to win by... My prediction is Manly are going to win by exactly the amount of points they need to on their way to the undefeated premiership. They're going to make fucking history, Glenn. They're going to make history... They're going to change the fucking world of rugby league. And all of that makes me want the Dragons to uh, to beat the Tigers. No, no. You're the ultimate shit fan of your own side. I can't believe you. <laughs> all of that makes me want to see Cronulla absolutely belt the living daylights out of Manly and win by 30. Ain't going to happen. Next the, game. You, you know what? I don't even worry about this game because Destiny has taken care of us to this point. <laughs> And Destiny is going to see the Dragons get flogged. It's going to see Manly do whatever, exactly what they have to do, probably in the last minute. And we move on <laughs> to Sunday evening. Of course, last round, we don't have Monday Night Foot, bitch. It's unfair to the team that plays it, of course. On this occasion, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs take on the New Zealand Warriors at ANZ. Well, this is the one that you really want to look Extra at. Extra training, run. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think what's going to happen is... You're going to see how all these games play out. Doggies are going to realise that there's going to be no net gain for them in um, in position on the table, win or lose. And so what's going to happen is Desi is going to fucking rest all of these motherfuckers. Maybe not all of them, but I think there's definitely guys there that could use a rest, like your Cassianos and so on. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll rest those guys and uh, give them a bit of a freshen up and then trot out some, uh, some Reggies and... You know what? They'll still probably fucking do the job on the Warriors because the Warriors are goddamn hopeless. But yeah, I'd expect to see a very different side out there than what's named. And you know, maybe that maybe the fucking Warriors can jag a win if it's a really super regified side. Sure, I oh, yeah. Until prepared. I see what the what yeah. the dogs trot out, I'd have to tip 
Uh, tip the dogs to win this one. Yep, dogs pending for till further notice. That is full time for episode 204. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Hit the like button, share the post, all that good shit. Help us spread the word. No reviews this week on iTunes. So, uh, seriously, if you haven't done it before, I know we've had the ratings go up. We've crossed 300 on the total ratings. So, uh, if you haven't done so, give us, a, give us a rating, give us a review, and we'll read it out on the show. And it helps us, uh, you know, keep our ranking and stuff like that on iTunes. So, it's great. Tipping. The two horse race is still a three. Oh, sorry, the three horse race is still a three horse race. David Kingston top one twenty one. Nigel B second one twenty one. Just differential there. Matthew Bell has gone to one twenty, and then we go back. We've got uh, Jeez, that's tight. Good night, CJ on one eighteen. Still potentially can get there given we've got the last round of action. Then we go back further. Ben Diggity, Chris Blackwell on one sixteen. Mario Siegs one fifteen. NZ Tiger, Mickus and Scott Beebe on one fourteen. Fantasy, the Wendells, they're going to win that one. Um, Top China Draggers, Rick Grimes, Bitch, One Trick Pony, Bobbers, Warhorse, Sea Seagull Assassins, Prestige Worldwide, and NZ underscore Magpie 54. Round that one out. Good luck to everybody who is in their uh, uh, Supercoach Grand Finals this week, and uh, or Tard Cups, as the case may be. Um, I'm in a couple of Tard Cups. Didn't go very well this year in Fantasy. It was terrible, actually. Uh... Trent Slats tweeted and said, I made the grand final for the bottom half of the third Twill Nation Supercoach League. I'm going to put that on my resume. It's not going to get you far, though, dude. And the pick the ladder cop. The uh, the good McIntyre, Jesse, number one, continues on from... Uh, he came up uh, one place uh, from second last week. Uh, Mupp's moved into second. Then we've got uh, Campo 37, Matty T underscore 78, CJ07, Mad Dog, he's uh, moved up into the top 10. Um, what have we got here? East Fan dropped to 8th. Uh, Devonhead's still in the mix. And um, yeah, fucking, I've just dropped like a fucking stone. Unbelievable. And finally, yeah, the Eat, Sleep, Hunt, Milf, Repeat shirts. I want to get those fuckers on the go. So, with that in mind, Broncos fans, I want you to swarm around these motherfuckers and uh, grab them while you can. Because You're I not going to get another opportunity. I did say I was going to be like, yeah, if they're not fucking done by this weekend, I'm going to, you know. But I'm kind of heartened by the fact that you know, you know, they had a bit of a run on the weekend, so I'm hoping that we can get the rest of the run off. I mean, at the end of the day, the Broncos want to talk about how many fans they get to the ground and all this sort of shit. At the end of the day, you're not as bad as Tigers fans yet. Far worse than Manly fans, though. But uh, look, you know, we get too many more weeks. Don't want this to be a fucking TMB situation again. We're we'll have to wait fucking ever to make them. So move it. And the prints. Don't forget to get the print if you want to get on the print. We want to do this shit. We're not going to hold extras of those ones, okay? So we're going to do the amount that we've got to do. So if you want one, get on. Because uh, it'll be more expensive if you miss the, the actual boat when we, um, you know, get a good bulk rate. That's it. So we've got time for. I can't believe I fucking made it through the episode. I actually don't feel too bad at this you point. You did well. I feel better than I did when we started. So that's good. And, uh, I saw you pep up during that Manly prediction. Yeah. You really you got the sparkle in your eye and the <laughs> lead in your pencil, so to speak. Fucking destiny, take I've the got wheel. A spoon here for you. <laughs> yeah, don't need a spoon, but. 
Ladle? <laughs> That's for the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I presumably best of luck to all compa- all combatants in the tar- in the I say tar- Cup. I meant Spoonapalooza, and uh, it's terrible for a, a, any side to get the spoon, but better you than us. <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu. Talk to you next week. This week in league, Ton Greenberg shows he finally has the minerals by slapping his pet with a 20k fine. Jason Taylor suffers from a mineral deficiency as Robbie tries to force him to eat these minerals. Paul Gallon becomes the latest victim of shitty fucking parenting minerals. And we preview 